on this episode of Quantum Week, December 23rd through 29th, 1979. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about the hit movies and music hit and movies. headlines and our personal stories. Uh, we are in late December 1979, our earliest show ever. Uh, talking Alien and Escape by Rupert Holmes. Escape, the Pina Colada song. The Pina Colada song. Yeah, in parentheses. I, I, I never know if I should include that or not. Oh, I think it's almost people know it. I don't think anyone yeah, knows. Yeah, they do. No one knows Escape. Like, they well, then they'll be pleasantly surprised when we get to it later on in the show. <laughs> what a dope. Not dope. <laughs> Uh, let's talk a live show. Yeah. So this is our last free show before the live show. So you're hearing this uh, uh, a week before our live show, which is uh, Saturday, November 20th. Something like, oh, this live show is, yes. Uh, yep. In Dover, New Hampshire at the Strand Theater. So it starts at 7.30 p.m. Uh, you can still get tickets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Quantum-week.com. There's links there to it. Uh, yeah, we're not sold out yet. We have, yeah, as of this time, we have about 50 left. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, I'm guessing uh, they'll get tickets. Uh, well, if there's 50 left, yes, you can get tickets. Right. Well, we don't know. We're, we're doing this in the future. So we're doing this uh, uh, right. or in the past, I guess, rather. So we tape it. We're taping this about a week before you actually uh, you hear it. So we're kind of being oddly vague. It's not because we simply don't know. You're vague. I'm not I'm big vague. vague. I'm very, uh, very assertive. But and, right. Uh, so if uh, you can obviously go to the website, get tickets. We also will have, in theory, tickets at the door, potentially. But the only way to ensure you're going to get in is go and buy them ahead of time. Can we get some sort of intern to check people in, though? Or what are we going to do? No, we'll have, I think the, we already have a gentleman that's Oh, gonna, they're going to do that for us? Yes, oh, that's so nice. Uh, intern. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, so uh, a little bit about kind of Dover and just kind of the general experience. So Friday night. The 19th, I'll be going out, having a few drinks with some people. I will be too. All right. We will be going out. So we're going to, we're going to, I think we're going to go to Tokens that night. It's the, uh, it's a, like a, bar, a barcade. Barcade. So it's got, it actually, it's a small one, but it has, it's a, it's a small space, but it has a ton of great games. It actually. really does. NBA Jam. I think it has the Simpsons. It has a lot of pinball. It has Miss um, Pac-Man. NBA Jam, though, I think is going to be where I'm going to camp out. Definitely. Uh, That's a good one. But they have uh, they have some pretty good uh, beers on tap. Um, so yeah, I think we'll probably hit that on Friday if anyone comes up to the weekend early. And then Saturday, obviously, I'm guessing is when, uh, if you're going to come, most of you folks will be here. So a few different ways you can get to Dover. Uh, you can obviously drive. And then we have, there's a parking garage. It's about, I don't know, I'd say less than a, oh my gosh, like uh, two blocks from yeah. the place. It's like right there. Very, very so close. I would recommend, I mean, you can park in the street. It is like right downtown. It's typical New England mill towns. So there's not a ton of parking on the street. Um, I there are on the side streets, definitely. There's that little right? parking lot across from the, the Strand too, I think that would be open. That's a hard, I would not recommend parking. Oh, there. really? Is it not That's a- That's not a great spot. Because uh, it's, it's an apartment building there. They have parking there. So I would not recommend parking right in front of huh. the Strand actually. Uh, so there are, there is parking, like I said, you can park in the street. The problem is Dover does charge for parking, but I think by the time the show starts, they wouldn't in theory, but then everyone who goes in Dover might take those spots. I, if I were you park in the garage, to the garage, it's, it's right there, it's right there. It's yeah. super easy. Uh, you can get in and get out. Uh, and it's not like the kind of garage that gets filled up. They almost always have spaces available. It's, it's yep. a brand new garage. Like just go park there. Um, if you're taking the train in, you certainly can do that as well. You can take the down Easter. Um, and that will bring you from Boston to Dover or from Portland to Dover. Uh, my only thing is to make sure you check the schedules. They don't run a ton. So you might, you might be able to get to Dover, but then you're not going to be able to get Stuck. home. Stuck. Going to be walking the streets of Dover at night, staying at the days in. 
Is there, there is so hotel accommodation if you're still looking to kind of if you're like hey I'm thinking about maybe staying um there is a days in uh, that Matt referenced that is right nearby the strand I'd say that hotel is like a C hotel it's not not the greatest hotel um it's not like horrible like no, no, no. nothing in Dover is going to be like that no but then yeah. it's not the no, it's, no, it's, no. but I will say it's by far the most convenient sure there is uh, a series of hotels about like four of them that's two miles north yeah you got a hampton right? inn up there yeah and, uh, i don't know it might even only be like a mile and a half north but it's probably too far to walk yeah. you'd want to get an uber but yeah there's a hampton inn there's um uh micro hotel yes micro hotel um there's like four hotels in that like vicinity um and that's i think probably that gonna be the nicer accommodations i give those hotels like a b plus b um but that is you, you know, can't just walk from there. Right. It's not gonna, it'll be a little bit less convenient. But really, there are Ubers. There's ways you can get down to the strand. Yeah, there's plenty, it's not a big there's, deal. there's plenty of Ubers around. Um, so uh, obviously, you can you know you can, you can do that as well. And then uh, you know the show starts at 7:30, so I recommend getting dinner beforehand. Um, there are the place. The Strand has um, like think like movie theater snacks. That, those kind of you know uh, refreshments, if you will, has like sodas, but it also has an open bar. Um, yep. So. Or cash bar, I guess everybody would say not we're not paying for the drinks. No, no, no. It's a right, a cash bar. You, you gotta you gotta you gotta pay the money for the yeah, drinks. Yeah, you do. We're not paying for your no. goddamn boozing. No. And uh, maybe pace yourself a little bit while we're in the show. Because then afterwards right. we'll go out. Just, you guys can just pace yourself. Drink as much as you want. Jesus Christ. A loser. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah, so yeah, drink, drink, drink. Uh, uh and then after the show, I'll be drink, drink, drinking with you. Uh we'll be going out. I don't know where he's has a few uh, blue latitudes is a decent place. I don't know time they close. There's a bunch of bars in downtown Dover um we'll figure that out probably as we go um oh you know where i'm gonna go sunny's yeah let's do that sunny's i think it's gonna spot. be the yeah yeah i think actually sunny's might be the it's about a block away but it's a it's a good space it's kind of a bigger um it's not like super large but it's very open yeah. so i think if we're yeah that'll be better people, yeah so we might, we might march down to sunny's after the show show's probably gonna be about hour and a half somewhere somewhere hours. between hour and a half and two yeah, hours we'll i think probably do a Q and A afterwards if anyone has any questions yeah, if you want um uh and uh, so if you know I have some questions to, to think about. Think about them. The the movie is Fargo. Yep. The song is 1979 by yep. Smashing Pumpkins. Yep. yep. Um. Uh. So 1979 all over the place between this week. I know. I was thinking then, that. Uh, and then next week the Patreon is going to be uh, your birth year. And then uh, the year and then the week after is my birth my birthday show, which I still haven't decided what I'm doing yet. Um. But um. Yeah. So we have this week we have obviously Alien, which we're doing today. Uh. Manhattan tomorrow. And then next week is Kramer vs. Kramer, all right. 1979. And then yep. obviously the live show will be that Saturday. Uh, anything else we didn't cover for the live show? Go get tickets for the $25, is that what they cost? Yeah, I think $25. So go, go get them. Get them. Buy them. Yeah. Let's It'll sell this mother, mother jammer out. I don't know about it. Well, let's get more people in there. We can get more people. I don't know if I'm going to sell it out. Let's sell that mamma jammer out. Mamma jammer. Let's jammer. do it. What is this? It's, do you ever hear the words you say? And the, yes. And what do you think when you hear this? When you hear you I say, just don't care. I'm just going to. No, but what do, you, gonna, what do you think? You think like, this is going to be good? Or yeah, you gonna, I think yeah. that's what I think. <laughs> I know you do. I can it's kind of good. No, like, oh, this, this, no this I, don't even think, I don't even think like that. It's just no? whatever pops in. I just let it go out. In and out. <laughs> that's how it is. Uh, is that it? Is I think it? so, yeah. Anything else you want to cover for the live show? I No, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. start at 7.30. It's going to be fun. Yep, yep, yep. And then afterwards, we'll go hang out. Yeah. Yeah. I may have a game for the audience. I thought we retired it from the show, but now it has to come back, doesn't it? Let's do a game. Oh, I'm do it anyway, but yes, I think we have, we have might be a game. Uh, uh, might be bringing a game to the live show. Well, uh, yeah, be fun though. Fargo, we'll have a great time. Um, I'm super excited. I think we're gonna have a blast. Yeah, so. yeah. If you have any questions at all about Dover, seriously, all, any questions about Dover or accommodations or like, ah, how does the train work, whatever, just feel free to DM me. 
Uh, I'd be happy to answer any questions Matt and I have lived in yeah. this area for a very long time, so we, we kind of know it's the answer. It's a good spot, super safe. Like, it's, you know, Dover's good. Everyone's yeah, it's, good. A, it's a really, uh, like I said, there's a bunch of good restaurants. I wouldn't say any great restaurant, I'll be honest, I don't have any great restaurants in Dover, but there's like a bunch of good ones. So um, I wish that chop shop still existed. I know, me too. Oh, oh, I think this place Ember now. It's, uh, uh, it's called, uh, it's right in the parking garage, actually. It's called Ember. It's not bad. Um, that's that would probably my pick if I had to pick a place Ember? to go. Have you gone upstairs, Ember? Yeah, does it still look nice up there in the I bar? I haven't been upstairs in Ember. No, to go up upstairs there. the Orchard Street chop, chop shop, shop. That's what it used to be. Was yeah. was cool. I loved it up there so yeah. much. That was my favorite spot in in Dover up there. Up that, that was far. that was a good spot. Yeah. Loved it there. Yeah, Ember's not bad. Um, there's a few other good ones too. So if you're mm-hmm. looking for places, you have any questions, let me know. And if you're looking for like a dive bar, you want to just like eat some like, you know, like a bizarre, eat some Chinese food put in a bizarre place right next to where the strand is the Asia restaurant. I love that place too. This place is wild. It's like, great. It is, it is, uh, it's not the best food, but or for an experience or ambiance level, it is just so It's great. Like there's a booth out in the back, kind of around the corner too. This restaurant's really nice. huge. It is it's like huge. a giant place. It's, it's, it's like, um, like Pawtucket Kowloon's. <laughs> Yes. It's like, it's corny and weird. It's not as good. The food's not as good and the ambiance isn't as good, but it's like. The food's not bad though, honestly. Like I've enjoyed it there. It's all right. It's fine. It's it's super cheesy and fun though. And it's, yes. it's, it's comfortable there. And it's just, it's very much of a dive bar-ish, dive food restaurant. If you're looking for kind of, want to slow it up before the show, I'd recommend it. That's a place. I'd, maybe I'll go there. Wow. Nah, I'm probably not going to do that before the show. Yeah, before the show. You have diarrhea. I don't mind. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. I won't do that. No. You got diarrhea before the show? Maybe during. Oh, that'd be awesome. Gotta go. No, no, no. Just do it like right there. Like, no, no. Yeah, everybody oh, would hate that. You would hate yeah. it. Oh, I, I would I would hate it, but I would love it. I think mean, this is amazing. Stench. Get your cameras People out. People are like just throwing up. <laughs> That's what it would be. It smells so bad. Everybody would puke everywhere. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Oh, I'd start something. I would never forget. Like, you, no one would like, no you'd be on like, you your deathbed. Like, even if, like, you, not even us. Like, it's just like an audience member. Like, oh, like 40 years ago, I went to this show and like, the guy shit himself. And everybody puked. It'd be unbelievable. <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing ever. Uh, hope it happens to you. No, I don't. Actually, I don't even want it to happen. I don't want I to experience it. I hope it happens to you. I do not want to experience that. Because I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I would I, never. I think you'd be so embarrassed. Of course I would. You'd be embarrassed too. I'd be a little bit embarrassed. You'd be a lot embarrassed. You'd be a lot embarrassed. Don't you think so? Uh-huh. If you shit yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would run. I would run out of there. If that I shit myself, you Yes, run? I would run. What if you shit yourself? I'd run. Oh, you'd run. <laughs> what else do you do? Up, oh, Chucks. There it is. Oops. Oops. There it is. Let's continue. Yes. No. Well, we'd have to stop the show. <laughs> it was right. like twenty minutes in. Did they get? Did they get? Would they get what their there's their money's worth if it was twenty minutes in? I should. Nah, you run away, and I'll just do the show myself. Yeah. Oh, that would be a great show. You talk right. to yourself. Mm, probably not. You need someone to talk to. I bring up, bring up the warthog. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, we're talking like that. You hear that warthog? Oh, I love warthog. Yeah, he's no, not. He's not. Know. He's not the most comfortable in public. I think he'd do great. I love the warthog. He's just not. He's not very talkative in public. I always want to do the live show with him instead. You Fuck know. off. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Anything else? I think that's yeah. Come to the live show. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, you, and come to the live show, Warthog. Even though Matt's obviously not a fan. Shut of up! Thing. I love the Warthog. Yeah, you goddamn well know it. Not nice. He likes me better than you anyway. I don't not, not after this. Pretty sure he does. <laughs> not after this. Pretty sure he does. <laughs> All right. Took bullets for that man. Okay. So uh, anything else? <laughs> what are you talking about? What a loser. Uh, uh, no. Get into uh, Alien. Alien. Um, I I really like Alien. Of course. Uh, you really like it. You really love it. Real. Uh, a minus. 
It's one of the best sci-fi films, one of the best horror films out there. It's not you know, a science fiction movie, though. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a horror sci-fi. It's, it's both. a horror film. Yeah, but it's both. I mean, you still have a lot of... It's hard to not call it science fiction when you're on another planet, when you're in a, sh- a huge ship. But everything about it... It's a horror film. plot points are, are, are... It's a horror. I agree. But what would make it... Then what are the plot points of a sci-fi film? I don't think that matters. I think it's more setting, isn't it? No, uh, I don't think so. I mean, usually it's about... I mean... Uh, no, like the Star Trek one, right, is about like understanding different cultures and kind of expanding That's true. that universe. The Star Wars is more of like a fantasy-based. It's fantasy, um, yeah. But yeah, Star Wars is probably more fantasy than sci-fi, really. I think so. Um, but this is more horror than sci-fi. Okay. It's a, it's a space horror then, whatever. Mm. Um, one of the best to do it, I think. The suspense One of builds. the best space horrors ever. <laughs> one of the best so, horror it, films to do it. Genre. Oh, shut up. Uh, one of the best horror films out there. I mean, the suspense they build is great. I love the world. It's just, a, it's it's a very good film. You don't like it though. I do you, like you it actually. I, I like this quite a bit. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a B. It's almost a B plus. Maybe it should be. The problem is I've just seen it too many times. Yeah, I've seen it a lot. Um, so, you know, a good horror movie, right? It's all about the thrills. And when you've seen this, when you've grown up with this, when it's Don't been, get it the same way. It's just like, oh, yeah. like, no, no, nothing surprising. I, it's, I, obviously we're talking about, we're in December of 79, right? So, <laughs> 40 yeah. years alien. I, 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 right. It's been in my, my world, my entire life. And my dad, I like this movie. Yeah. Um, and my dad, my dad likes science fiction. My dad also likes horror. So this was in, you know, on my house, uh, in my, in, on HBO, in my house, like my entire life growing up. And you know, what's kind of crazy. I always associate science. I know it's a horror film, but I always space. I always associate that with like a positive outlook in life. But then my first experience with, with, Sci-fi was it probably wasn't this probably actually aliens right. which fucked me up. Yeah. So you'd think that that would have scarred me against sci-fi, but yeah, it really you're big in the positivity. Of I, am, I am. I am. Which really doesn't exist as much as I think we're finding out. Not as it's much more as you like, did, thought it would did maybe. No, no, Blade Runner and this. And no, other it's just that the fact if there is a future, then it is optimistic. Right. You're, you're, you claim to that. Yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. yeah. If I mean, there is a future, it's optimistic. Well, yeah, it means that we're still around. Like, I don't we, think, we didn't I, nuclear war ourselves. Like we're in the future. We're in. We're, the present now was once would have been the future. Right? That's true, but the fact and that we didn't sucks. blow ourselves up. This time sucks. This does suck. So this isn't optimistic. I mostly at all. blame you for this time sucking. By the way, me, I, I did not create a pandemic. I did not create overreaction. I did not create social media. This is not on me. Uh, this is like the future is shitty. Doesn't have to be. It, I, maybe it doesn't, but it is. I think it's optimistic because if there is a future, then there is hope. That's all. Oh, there's always a future, though. I mean, there, no, there isn't. We could blow ourselves to fucking right. smithereens. We Other could be off this goddamn rock. rock. There's always a future. And we could all be starving and fucking, you know, nuclear winter and dying. I, I guess. Tom this, Hanks and Finch. I haven't seen this Finch. Not, it's not real. It's not real. You saw it? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, Barbara and I were looking for something to watch a couple days ago. I, so I'm not against it. it. I, what, what, well, what, I did, what do you give it? Uh, C plus. Maybe, C- B, maybe B minus? Yeah. He's fine. It's just, I, I really did not think that it was going to be very good because of the whole George Clooney issue with sci-fi last year, which mm-hmm. fucking blew. That it was terrible. Good, yeah. This was definitely better than that. It's a little too cutesy. Feels it a little Disney. The trailer seemed really cutesy. But they do some stuff that you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. in this genre. So giving it gives it, a little giving much. Giving it a C plus, maybe B minus. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs up, I guess. Sounds like. I don't You're know. You're recommending Finch. Man, I recommend Finch. It's like sort of a, it's a very lukewarm recommendation if you're bored with your wife. How's that? What now? You want to watch it with family. Like with your, if you're bored with your wife, you like if it's a no, okay no, family no, you're film. bored. Like if you're with bored. With your wife. Yeah. Like, no, not bored No, not wife. bored with your wife. I mean, if you're bored and you're with your family or you're with your wife, you All guys right. could watch this together and it'd be okay. That type of thing. Yeah. 
Is there stuff you wouldn't watch with your wife? Your I just probably wouldn't watch this by myself if Barbara and I, I weren't going to watch it together. It's an right. okay date night yeah. movie. Okay, you know, not too challenging. You're not going <laughs> to... Well, it's just not going to be too dark or it's not going to... You know what I mean? Right. It's I just going to be... Yeah. It's an okay, peaceful one. I think my house is maybe darker than yours. Yes. Some of the stuff that yes, we, I bet. we watch. I bet, yep, yep. Um, anyway, uh, Finch. It, uh, Finch, yeah, Finch. Okay, uh, anyway, back to alien. Back to, so yeah, your future. But just to, to cap your future thing, uh, the future is uh, in my life at least. The future always ends up being terrible. Like the last twenty years, it just become. I just think that's worse. Such an old man way of looking. Only at get it. worse. It's hot, like oh, back in my day. Oh, these are great man. now. You're right, man. No, I think it does suck right now. I yeah, agree, but, but I don't think it's always like that. I don't know. It's not good. No, I think if you were alive in, you know, the I don't know, pick a pick a time. If you were alive in 1776 and 20 years later, it probably was better than before 1776 when you were. Yes, but weren't wasn't like they were going through horrible economic times. Like America was a depression. Over I guess it and depends over and over on what. Or okay, fine. At, like uh, the, 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 the early parts of the 19, after the war, 19, uh, after 19, the 19, mid 1940s or so, it probably got better after the world wars. I mean, there was actually in the 20s too were probably better. I mean, now I'm picking stupid decades, right. but there were points of optimism where the economic machine of the United States was going really well and people's. Um, wealth were was really increasing, and their and their lifespans were increasing. I mean, now it's not happening, but that doesn't mean it won't. Twenty years from now, hopefully it will. Hopefully we'll get past this. And people will fucking learn. Well, I like the fact that Alien they uh, have I think a more realistic view of the future, which is like, if, like it's day, all shit. It's just well, what's the point? Why, just why, why just kill yourself? Then? You know what I mean? Like why not just end it if it's all going to be shit? Uh, well, I mean, it's just it's just the surroundings are shit. Like I think I like I like my life. Yeah, I'm happy with where I am, but I'm tired. Like the 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 nuisances grow. Like the social media stuff is like annoying. Like, but then again, I guess on the flip side, I'd be like, well, you're doing a podcast. This technology didn't exist 20 years ago. You wouldn't be right. able to do this show. Right, right. But like, I don't know. I just I just see. And like the the economy's like so weird around the inflation and then like the the pandemic stuff. I just feel like the last few years has been a fucking slog. I'm tired of like everyone fighting about politics and it's just the future is like it just gets shittier. And like I remember a time when people didn't fight about politics all the time. I remember a time when you know social media didn't exist. And those were like I felt like those were better things. Like I know I was definitely. I definitely remember being bored a lot more. Like in the '80s, like I swear to God, you would get up in the morning and you'd like read the back of a cereal box. Yes. Or I remember like times when you like, if you forgot a book or you were just whatever you were, you'd like, you're taking you'd a shit there. or something, you'd read like the back of a shampoo bottle. Like I, you would read random things. That, like you, <laughs> you, you'd be so bored. You would watch shows you never would watch. That's true. You'd watch movies you'd never want to watch. You'd read books. Like I remember being so bored. Like I read every book in my bookcase. I guess I'll read this one I've been kind of putting off. And they end yeah. up kind of loving that. You end up discovering new things. Right. Because you just have nothing else to do. Yes. And I kind of enjoyed being bored searching for entertainment than I do being overwhelmed by entertainment, but then surrounded by all this like negativity. The conversation would happen where you'd be, you say, I bore, I'm bored. And your parent and your parents would say, go outside and play. And it's just, you're supposed to go out and use your imagination. So, you know, friends right. are around or whatever. I mean, that, that fucking happened. That doesn't, that shit does not happen anymore. Yeah. I, it's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is cause an old man, but like, I also just think it's like, this is not like, you know, but the COVID stuff, this this time period right now sucks. This is not a good time. period. No. I absolutely agree. This is, this is shitty right now. It's really shitty right now, but I'm optimistic that it won't always be this way. You're always optimistic. I don't know why. Um, I don't know where there's life. There's hope. I mean, what do you want me to say? I fucking, I live the fact that I'm even alive is such a Minuscule no, chance. That. Not, why do you hate that? that? Why do you hate that? Minuscule chance that I will ever be alive. You need to read. You need to read um, 
Right. A man's search for meaning. No, oh, I really don't. Yeah, you do. Why? This t- what's it about? Uh, it's about a Holocaust survivor who become uh, Dr. Frankel, who um, who writes about his search for meaning as he was, you know, potentially condemned to die and seeing and in the worst possible situations you could possibly imagine how he was able to overcome that. And he became a, a psychologist, a doctor afterwards. You should read that. Man's Search for Meaning is a great book. It'll help you. Doesn't sound like You're so pessimistic. Sound like fun, You're so honestly. pessimistic. It does not sound fun at all. It's it's a tough read. Really, is a tough mm-hmm. read, but it's good. You read tough things. You're fine. I, I, you you can I'm handle reading, that shit. I'm reading the Godfather book right now. That's enjoyable. Uh, I just mean that. you're emotionally okay to read shit. Like you you do really well with that stuff. Yeah, I get. It. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm 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 I'm, I'm actually I'm a happy person. I just don't like the surroundings. I just wish my surroundings were different. I know. Like I agree. Matt and I always talk about. And if you're old, if you're older, you're probably listening to this, and you know you're probably roughly our age, rather. Excuse me. And uh, I'm having a hard time speaking to him. I'm talking gibberish. Speaking gibberish. It's okay. Uh, if you go into like the, we, we used to go to like Blockbuster, right? You like walk around Blockbuster like 45 minutes to pick out your movie. It's true. And like, that was like a fun exercise. It was awesome because it, the possibilities were so big. Possibilities were so big, but yet they were also were somewhat confined. Yeah. It's like the Netflix possibilities are overwhelming, but the Blockbuster, like it was less overwhelming because you could only look at so many things at one time. You actually would take out the movie. You would. The video case, you'd look at it. You'd like read the back. Read the back. You'd see who was on it. Like it was like, it was a fun puzzle yeah. almost. And I really miss that. I miss some of the puzzles that we were forced to do because of the limitations of our time. Now, someone else might say, who's older than me, say 40 years older than me, be like, well, I liked it when we had a TV and we had two channels and that was the extent of it. Yeah. And now you have all this overwhelming blockbuster. So I get it. A lot of it might just be how I perceive the world based on when I was born. Right. But- for me, it's my, you know, it's our show. It's, I'm speaking in the microphone. I don't like where we are. I don't think it's, and I do like an alien that it is more, it is not, it's very, I guess, cynical, but I think it's very real. It's like, no, this is like, they're still blue collar workers. They are. Who are just doing a job. Yes. They don't want to be there. They are just doing it to make money. Yep. And they just want to get home. No one's really, well, I mean, except for Ash, who's a robot, whatever. Yeah, and the company itself. <laughs> but no one's really like a bad person. No. Like they're all just like, they're all just like doing a job. No, it's really relatable. No matter, that's why this movie is so timeless. It is. Because everyone's been there. Yes. Uh, things are justified. Like you get why people are the way they are. You get you get the real the blue collar guys who who spend their time in the basement of the ship and they're yes. fixing everything and they're like, why don't I get the same shares that these guys you guys get? And you totally can understand why they would feel that way. They're doing all the dirty jobs, of course. You get why everybody does everything. You even get why why um, Dallas lets the alien into the ship. Yes, I mean I think it was a bad move. Sigourney, you know, Sigourney was right there, of course. Uh, we know, it. but you don't bring a pathogen, a potent, something that's going to potentially affect your entire ship. You don't bring that into the ship. But I understand why he did it. He's like, this is my like, this is my guy. I, I don't know, a friend, but we've been working right. alongside this guy, and he's fucked up. We need to take care of this. He got a spider attached to his face. We need to take care of it. You totally get it. I mean, the, the cool thing, is the movie, the reason this whole thing kind of goes to shit, obviously you have Ash kind of pulling strings behind, which I don't really love that element, actually. I don't mind it. I know that uh, the writer, the other writer, was, Sha- uh, was Shala, or what's it, the other writer? Um, he's the one that added it in, but the original writer did not, uh, uh, O'Bannon uh, did Ronald not want Shuss- that. Shoe set. O'Bannon hated. O'Bannon, yeah. Hated that Ash was in there. I had no problem with it. I don't like it because I like the idea of it just, it was simply just uh, people making bad decisions because that's life, right? Like, now you might have a good reason to make that bad decision. Like, yeah. like Matt was saying, like, right. Dallas, like, trying to help his friend. Like, yeah. it's completely reasonable. And in a different movie, Dallas is the hero, right? Because he's yes. right. But that's not what this movie is. No. And it's Dallas also makes incredibly poor decisions throughout, actually. Like, he goes in the air vent by himself. I know. Like, he just makes, but, 
we've all had managers or bosses that are just bad at their job. They might be nice people. They might have good intentions, but they just make bad decisions. Yep. So, and I like the fact that I like that idea more than it was always like some sort of, you know, nefarious plot. Um, by the company? By the company. And it also kind of doesn't, I, I don't know. They, so they, they still had the people go and like mine for this ore or whatever they were mining I think, for. I think the company changed tactics once they found out what was going on. When? On the way back. So the way back is so long, such a long trip. Right. It was still 10 months when they got out of sleep. Yeah. So you have to think that maybe, I don't know. See, I don't think a year so. and a half or two year thing. And they and and uh, this thing crashed, landed on a, either a planet. There was another ship that was there that gave the warning, right? Right. So I think some, I think it was just more happenstance of what, of, uh, what was occurring there. I think there. you're wrong. You think that, that because they, they set out for it? Yeah, because they say, like, Dallas says, uh, Ripley says to Dallas, hey, like, do you know this Ash guy? What the fuck? And he's like, oh, no, I have a typical science uh, officer I always work oh, with. Oh, okay. And then two days before we're going to leave, they gave me ash. Okay. So that tells me like, they- So they knew before they went out. Right. So they were still going to mine. I guess you're still going to get the ore anyway. It's the- I guess, uh, right. You yeah. come back with the ore. So I guess that makes sense, but it seems like a lot of- Yeah, maybe. Because you think you'd want to bring this alien guy back as soon as possible. So they should just like stop there. But like I guess on the way it there. probably costs so much to send a ship out there anyway. Or maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe it did happen happenstance. Maybe it did happen like, oh, they were, were looking for this uh, alien creature- no, I think you're right. Because why would they yeah. put ash on? They would have put ash on to make sure that shit was going to go. So I, I don't love. I don't love the don't ash stuff. Um, and Ian Holmes does a great job. Homer Holmes. Ian Holm does Holm. a great job. He's great. Really He's a, great. Job. A movie called I brought up a few times in the show, The Sweet Hereafter. Yeah. Um, which is about a small Canadian town that a school bus crashes, and how the town kind of deals with that. And Ian Holm plays a lawyer that's assigned to the case, and uh, he's he's good. There, he's very good. Now we, he's very, he's almost better in this. He's really he's good, good here. Considering I don't really like the role, he's fantastic. He's Actually, all they're all really good. I mean, you have seven. I know Sigourney Weaver uh, was an unknown, but she still was a, a stage actress. You have seven people in this cast. Ebert makes that point in his revised review, which we'll get into in a second. Yeah, I didn't, I don't, I didn't see the old one. I was yeah, curious. He's, he's hidden that away. <laughs> yeah. Um, everyone in the cast is twenty nine or older. I know and that's interesting. It's and it makes for because it makes for these characters have depth. Yep. They, they all they all feel lived in. Yes, they all feel like they they all feel like real people because they these people are older adults that have met real people that probably have met blue collar like they haven't lived in a bubble. They right. people have experienced life. That's right, and you feel it. You feel it in Harry Dean Stanton's face or how he grunts certain things or Yafet Kodo's frustration. Yeah, like you feel all of it because it, and none of the actors are. Maybe you could say John Hurt or Sigourney Weaver are great actors. And maybe they are. They probably are. I think Sigourney. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. Hurt does a good job. But I will say, though, in this, she's not a great actress. Oh, she's a... Here's my problem with that, as a quick aside, is that the Ripley character is a hero. Every move is a hero move. She does no bad moves. Not in this one. Yeah, you're right. She doesn't. And that's frustrating. Yeah. Like, like, no one's perfect. I hate when they do that. Yeah. I mean, well, you could judge her for not wanting, you could judge her for not wanting the alien in the ship. Although she, you know, it's like, oh, she's just leaving her friend outside. That sucks. You could judge her for that. Reminding her the entire rest of the movie how right she was. That's true. About that decision. That's true. Yeah. I can see that. It's not great writing. Hmm. But what would you want her to do? What mistakes? Be wrong once in a while. Because then it makes every decision have more suspense, right? So if we see her fuck up at least once or twice, then we don't know if every decision she makes the rest of the way is going to be can right. You, can you give an example of a hero that fucks up, though? I mean, you, you see heroes that are in the wrong place, the wrong ah, or reluctant heroes, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of they, what, they, what would have worked. They exist. I have to pick, like, uh, I mean, Brody fucks up in Jaws. 
Yeah. Um, he, he has yeah. a decision about when to close the town, when to close the beach. That's he, true. Like, you know, you, you, people do, I'm trying to think of some of my favorite movies, but yeah, you know, they have a hero type. She could have struggled with something. Yeah. You could have her fuck right. up, fuck something up. It could be something, something small. It doesn't need to be a big thing. Yeah. But as long as we see that she's a human being and she's not a superhero, which eventually becomes in the sequel, she becomes she a does. superhero, which is unfortunate, right. but, um, but, no, but I think that was important. Actually, I'm glad to see a, a, a hero, like a female hero. I don't mind a female but, hero, but I don't. I, don't I, I have no patience for superheroes, and I have no yeah. patience for people that are beyond doing anything wrong. It's, it's boring. It's tired. It was even tired and boring back then. Yeah. Um. But I mean, look, this movie, and the other thing too is this movie is so deeply cynical with some things, and so deeply real with some things. It's frustrating to have a hero. Because then it's like it kind of flies in the face with the movie's actually kind of trying to do. From but the are mood. you okay with ev- that? That you're not okay that everybody else cannot be, can show their flaws and you have one that does not show their flaws. No, because that's not how the world works. No, like, I mean, I, maybe in a, in a no small- No right sh- all the time. Maybe in a, in a three-day span, though. Someone's right every moment. Well, I It's mean. frustrating. And of course, that person lives at the end. Like, that's frustrating. Yeah. It's not good. It's not, it's not good writing, man. I mean, it's, it's basic. It's, it's very much like right down the middle- um, it's not really testing us. It's not pushing the audience at all in any, in any regard there. I don't know, but not every movie needs to do that, I guess. I don't know. I understand your frustration. I get it. I just, it's simple. I can overlook it. I mean, it's, it's, it's stupid and simple. And now, especially when a movie is willing to not be stupid and simple in other ways, it, you know, it has the cast be kind of rough around the edges. Yes. And it also has, well, until the ash stuff, it has the intelligence of not having a true villain in there. So they were saying like, listen, the real villains, this, the alien, we don't need to have a villain among the humans because- We've got an alien. We already have a bad guy. Well, actually, the alien's then a perfect villain then. So do you have a problem with that? No, I don't because it's... No, and that's another reason why you really shouldn't have a perfect hero. Because if you're going to have the alien be kind of the perfect villain, then you really should have a counter where someone is flawed. Yeah. Ideally, that's just good storytelling. That's just good. That's just life. Yeah. You know, try to... Because the alien is so ridiculous. Like, if you just look at it from, like, what what is this thing? And, like, it's kind of ridiculous premise. You know, it's an alien. It's ridiculous, you know? So have everything else be as grounded as possible including the decisions that the, the people make. Um, but, I mean, Sigourney Weaver is obviously a great actress. So she's good enough where she sells it enough so you maybe don't notice it as much because you do see some of the conflict in her face. Well, I don't know that... Yes, you do. And I don't also don't know that you... She's not... It's in the later movies she becomes... She eats up the screen like all... like the entire movie right. where in this one, there's enough of other people that I don't feel like she's the lead even. I mean, she probably well, she's is. second build, right? But she is the lead. I mean, she I mean, is, she's but, second but build you know what I mean? There's enough everybody else that it's not, it's not like all on her. Well, it's much more of an ensemble. Yeah. Right. She is totally the lead though. I know she's yeah, second I, build, I but only because Tom Scare was a name. He had been right. in mash. He'd been in uh, a few things by then. Um, and Sony was literally a nothing. You know what I mean, she's not in every scene. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's much more of an ensemble. Yeah, right, right, right. You're right. The, the yeah. sequels, it's all her. Yeah. But, um, it, right, in this one, it's, it's, it is much more of a shared, shared weight. I mean, and I forgot about that, actually. It's a, it was a nice surprise to see all the other people. Yeah, and, and say that the cast is really strong. I mean, you have Veronica Cartwright. She's so good in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Yeah. You have Kodo. You have Harry Dean Stanton. So you have, the other two is it's not marquee names. It's all like character actors. Which is great. I I love that because those are typically going to be sometimes a lot better actors True. than kind of the the marquee. Even like Tom Skerritt is a character actor. Like yes, he he's never been nominated for an Oscar. He won an Emmy for that show Picket Fences on CBS. But he's just kind of a guy, just like around. He's in Top Gun, but he's like obviously not not the lead, obviously. Yeah. But like you know, but he but that's where he kind of fits in best. You know, Top Gun is not a very good movie, but like having a kind of he's like the third or fourth build. That's perfect, Skerritt. That's a that's a Skerritt zone. Yes. Like that's where like he, he kind of works best because he is really personable. He's really relatable. He 
he's really likable on screen. Like even when he's fucking up all the time in this movie, you do like him. You root, you for, him. root for him. And it sucks when he dies. It does suck. Yeah. You're like, Oh, this is a, like, he's a, I'd like him around. Yeah. Yeah. And Tom Skerritt is a really talented guy. It's a shame he never got nominated for at least one, but like, he's never had that one great performance. He's always good. Yes. The Skerritt zone. I think that's going to be part of the show, show now. <laughs> right. If you're like third or fourth build and you're like always good, but like, never great, never off the charts. Never great, but like always, always really, always good. Or he's sometimes even like almost really good. Like he's, Anytime I'm watching a movie and Tom Scare's name comes up in the credits, I'm always happy. I'm like, yeah, all right, great. Yep. That's a, that's a great, that's a great thing to see pop up. Cause like, you know, you're going to see like a entertaining performance. Um, and I give him a lot of credit. He never once tries, even in this movie where he's top build, he never tries to, um, jump off the screen. No, he's com- He, he kind of lets Sigourney take over. Uh, obviously the script lends itself to that too, but he does kind of, he doesn't try to make his performance too flashy. Right? I think mean, no. some lesser actors would have. No. So what I love about this movie is it's like progressive descent into worse and worse situation. It's, it really builds a lot of tension all the way through because you got the, the, like the sleep is their sleep is interrupted. That's how you meet them. And they're curious, like why? And then they hear a beacon and they're curious and they're why. And then it becomes like, they're already on the planet and it's a hostile environment. And so, and the ship kind of breaks a little bit. So now they're concerned and it turns out that the fucking, um, that the beacon was a warning actually, not just to come here and help us. And then you get, you just get more and more concerned. It gets more and more deadly as you go until the end with the confrontation with the fucking alien. It like, they, it doesn't let up, but it's not, it's not super fast, but it's always build tension the entire way through. It does. And there's a few things about that. I think so this movie really is a story of two movies. If you want to kind of talk about a science fiction element, I guess this is where you might be able to stay in your case. Mm. So the movie is really split. It's split when John Hurt gets split open. Uh, you had the first half, which is a, a different movie than the second half. You think so? Yeah, because it becomes a, a survival it a horror movie. Yeah, survival horror. Um, where the fir- and it is almost split right down the middle. Yeah. The first half is like like we go through quite a bit of this movie before John we do. Before, before the alien pops out of his chest. Yes, I don't buy that they go on the planet and they just like walk like they're miners. Why are they walking on this planet? Well, I'm assuming they mine ore on uh, in hostile environments. So I'm assuming that they know such things. Like maybe they they land on asteroids or or, or other things like that. I don't know. They didn't seem to be very good at it. Uh, like they just had like poor John Hurt just like walking around. No, I thought that they, I thought they acquitted themselves pretty well. I mean, I thought it was pretty stupid to put him down the fucking hole. That's what I mean. Like, why would you do that? Right. But I think they were trying to figure out why the distress beacon, why this was here. I, I don't know if I'd buy it. They'd be that focused on it. I don't know either. But I know. It's a, but it's, Ash pushed it. I, I don't know. Yeah. The science officer pushed it. He and did. they were really looking to him for answers. Right. Like, what can science tell us? Is, sure. you know, uh, and even um, Scarrett said that he's really the leader of the mission, kind of. Yeah, he said that. He's like, I, I control the ship, but it's his mission. I don't know so exactly I, how he put it. So. I have an issue with, some, with the scene right before that. So right before they're about to go on, on the planet, yeah. um, Ash does this weird, like, jogging thing. Like, he does this, like, almost like he's pumping himself up. Does he really? Yeah. It's really weird. A sure robot, like, I can't imagine, because he's all by himself. Like, why would a robot do that? Oh, no. Isn't he running on a treadmill? I thought he did this thing where he's, like, pumping himself up. He's on up. a treadmill. What are you talking about? He was on a treadmill, I think. Why is a robot on a treadmill? Trying to stay fit. Okay. I don't know. I mean, does Dave, I don't, does, I don't know what type of android this is. Maybe it's, know, it's but, human body tissue on a, all right. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, I think some it's, things you have to let go. No, I think it's a, I think it's like a trick to like almost 
make you not think he's an android. You know, well, what I'm I mean? sure like, he does take on affectations of human, of course. So he's he wants tr- to fit he's in. Tricking us too. All right. Yeah, because the All whole. Right. I mean, All right. I'll let that go. Yeah, no one knows he's a fucking android until they. I don't like the ash. The ash thing is like a real issue with me. I have no problem. Because I think it makes the movie simplistic. And I can see how we're going to the screenwriters like would really hate it. I can see like why like if I wrote this, I'd well, be so pissed. The company needed someone who was absolutely on their side. And probably and who was, you know, Android would be a good way to do it because they don't yeah. need to eat. They don't need right. to But you know, we don't but the audience is you know Androids exist. So it's like it's a little bit of a cheat. I guess it is, yeah. It's not but also the, it's a lot of a cheat. Yeah, but. but when it happens, you're also really see, we don't get the benefit of being surprised anymore. When that happens, it's shocking. Like when you're you know, when you saw right. it for the first time, it's like, holy fuck. But it's more shocking to us because we don't even know it's a possibility it could exist. Yeah. So it's not, it's a creating, you know, you understand? it's like, it's using the future yeah. as a, as a, as a cheat. I mean, it is the, it is the future though. We're going to run into things that we don't know is going to exist. Like that's going to happen. But then, so anything, so anything's possible then. Well, we never, so no, we didn't think a fucking alien was going to pop but out of the no, guy's chest. They, they earned that though. They did because the eggs and the. Right. That, yeah. that is earned. Yeah, Him is being earned. a robot comes out of nowhere. That's true. It's not earned. That's true. This, there's there are issues with this, and I, now the, well you didn't give it an A, so of course you got issues with it. And, and I will say too, like you know, one of the reasons I think people kind of ex- so when this movie came out, it got mixed reviews. Ebert has uh, hidden his old review, which not not yeah. What was that? What was that about? Because uh, he's said it was like a uh, like a horror movie. Like it was, it was a eh, horror movie, which is what a lot of people gave it at the time. This was not that well received when it came out because it. it this is a movie that I think you respect more the more time you see it. The first time you see it is basically like just kind of a hard movie. The details is where this movie kind of excels. The fact that these guys are kind of blue collar guys, yes. the tension that Ridley Scott builds with yes. some of his shots. Like it takes a few times seeing this to really respect the shots. And they are, some of them are amazing really shots are. and really even the way the film opens, like they're all in the sleep chamber and they get up yes. so slowly. It's like so it's cool. lulling us into that. Like that. Yes. And like, there's no urgency. It's, it's, it's actually, and, and Jerry Goldsmith's score is so yes, good. Yes, the score's great. So, like, it's, there are, this is a movie, if you just look at it as the bones of it, eh, it's just a horror movie. But then if you look at, like, the, the depth of the cast, the direction, some of the Ridley Scott's choices there, some of the tension that's built up, the score, it's the little things that build us into make, being a C movie, which is probably what it should be, into a B plus well, not or only a higher that, movie. It looks awesome. Movie. It was made in 1979 yeah. and it does not look like it at all. Really it holds up. fucking holds up. The ship holds up, the alien holds up. There's only one time where I was like, eh, about the alien. And uh, and I was, the my problem, the big problem with this film is actually you don't, the Parker and Lambert, how they get killed by the alien. They don't, he doesn't show it. It's very weird how they die. There's like, I like, you, I don't mind it. I like it. You like it? Like, yeah. there's no, it looks no, like okay. the alien's not even doing anything. It's a very strange thing. It, it looks like they skimped there. But besides that, everything looks amazing. Well, no CGI. So this is actually was a, a young man was in the suit. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, six foot ten uh, guy was a super skinny guy. Yeah, and he he died a few years oh. later. Yeah, he died. He died relatively young. Um, he had uh, sickle cell. Oh, maybe. Uh, but he right. So he only this is the only movie he's ever in. Was this? Uh, and, uh, so, you know, they were able to get him in a suit and, um, because he was so tall and thin, uh, it didn't like in the suit, he, he, it he almost looks yeah. like fake, uh, or like a puppet, but it yeah. wasn't, it was him. And yeah. because of that, uh, it looks, it looks really, there aren't any weird CGI that's outdated. It's not weird. Uh, I do, I do have miniatures and there are some miniatures yeah. in this film, but, uh, everything just looks right. It, Cause the problem with CGI is, and that's why I think these Marvel movies are going to go back to my Marvel yeah, hate for 20 years from now. I'm not going to hold that's up. That's what I mean. I think like, not I think in time, like these Marvel movies are, aren't going to look, are, are we're going to get better definition TV. It's not going to, it's not going to look. Yeah. Good. I think like 
The Marvel, and I know people are like, oh, Chris is shitting on Marvel again. It's like, yup, it's Quantum Week, bitch. Uh, <laughs> you know, one of the, the Marvel movies that are not going to be movies that we carry with us 40 years from now, two generations now. It's not going to be like It's a Wonderful Life or like Alien. Or like Alien. Um, you know, it's not going to be up. One of these movies that, that we carry that we would show our kids, and now I will say the pacing of Alien is quite slow. Some of it's it on is purpose. Slow. Some and of I'm, it is intentional. Yes, and I think it's quite quite good. Oh yeah, when um who's uh who's Harry Dean Stanton? What's his uh character name? When he dies, it yeah. like takes him like eight minutes. It's a lot of looking for the cat. Yes, that's, it's one. It's a. It's, I have no problem. With be, the problem is let me ask Sigourney Weaver looking for the cat at the end. A lot of looking for Jonesy. Yeah, Jonesy is important. Uh, we get it. We get it. The yeah, cat's yeah. hard to find. We, you, we get we using the cat as a kind of a way to get scared. Yeah. Eh, uh, uh, Maybe the second time's a little too much. too many cat jumping out, scaring but us. But still, yeah. that, like him looking for seven, because any moment he could be just fucking taken out. Any moment. Uh, I do like, like Matt mentioned how the, the urgency and the tension uh, keeps going to different gears, right? So when this movie starts off, they're literally asleep. It's a low. Yes. And then like I said, it kind of, the movie does kind of break into two halves. But by the end, that last scene, which I guess came in reshoots, I guess they shot a lot of afterwards, was, was just Sigourney in, in the um, shuttle. Yeah. Um, that is ramped up to a 10. That actually moves really fast. It the does. pacing is incredibly quick there. Yeah. It's almost like a whole, think about where the movie starts with yeah. them asleep and think about how it ends yeah. with her one-on-one with this alien in this tiny space. And, and like she kicks the alien out, you know, uh, out the ship. And then, you know, he, he gets blown out. But yes. that all happens really fast. It it's does. fast. It's almost like a, a modern film, like the how that urgency in that scene. But then the urgency at the beginning is so, so slow. slow. So that, that I like that, that uh, really does that. I think it's, I think it's a really interesting way and to, to he do does, it. He does a good job helping us discover the world too. Like some of the first shots are him going through the ship to show us where they're sleeping, right. show them where the command center is like going through, going through and like giving us some perspective of where they're all at, what it looks like in here. And they did an amazing job with the ship too. I mean, it looks, ship looks great. Phenomenal. It's so big. The ship. It's so big. Um, but yet it feels it feels real. Yeah, like where the living quarters are feels like intimate, but then you right. see how the vastness of it and some of the chambers that there are. Like where are. Harry Dean Sand does. Yes. That, that room is so yeah, huge. it's really big. Um, yeah. No, I think Ridley Scott- uh, This is probably his best movie. I can't think of anything better because so the duel you haven't seen the Duelist. That's his first film. I it's actually not. really good. Well, that, a, well, and that's what, what got, won him this. That's yes. what got Tom Scarry involved. So yes. they, they were going to- Producers went to Tom Scarry and he's like, listen, we want to do this movie. It's going to cost $2 million to make. We want you to be in it. And he's like, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, actually, we're going to have really Scott direct it. And we're going to make, have the budget be $10 million. Yeah. And he's like, all right. Yeah. Um, but he loved The Duelist. Um, it's which, a really good one. I, I would, Carradine uh, and Kaitel, they do a great job. It's I a cool totally film. I totally see that. You should um, see it sometime. So you're saying this is his best movie? I think so. Because we've run into a shit ton of Ridley Scott. Has not held up. This one has definitely held up the best. We saw Gladiator. So we saw, we saw, I'll go through it here. Blade okay. Runner, we, we covered. Right. You Which like, I, li- I like, but it's not. I did not like Blade Runner. I got I thumbs like, down. Yeah. You, what do you like better, Alien or Blade Runner? Alien. Okay. Yeah. Better movie. Um, Delman Weeze we covered in the show. Yep. Didn't hold this up. This is better than Delman yep. Weeze. Way better. Um, we covered Gladiator in the show. This is held up better. This is a better movie. This is a better movie. Yeah. I agree. Black Hawk Down we covered in the show. Better movie. And a lot of really Scott. Um, I agree as well. Uh, other movies that maybe some. Oh, you know what's better? You know what I like better than this? The Martian. Yeah. That's a good one. Better movie. Yeah. That is. Uh, but not by that much. It's good. It's very good. I mean, I, but this is very good too. So, you know, Hannibal is not a good movie. Um, that's the sequel. To yeah, Sound I know. I saw it. It's so long ago. Um, American Gangster is really not a good movie. I guess I liked it, but uh, I, I, it's so underwhelming. It, I'd probably give it a thumbs up. It'd be very lukewarm, and yeah. like that should have been great. Right. Um, The Martian's a legitimately like really good movie. Yeah, it is. Um, 
it's interesting, you know, so Ridley Scott, I mean, uh, Ridley Scott, Sigourney Weaver, both still working, um, which is wild. And it's going to be obviously as old as I am, 41 years old, 42 years old. Uh, and I mean, Ridley Scott had two movies come out this year. Yeah, the last Duel, which, which tanked, I know. Uh, but still then a movie it. I'm really excited for, House of Gucci, which looks right. wild. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's just, it's crazy that someone, you know, that he, I guess we're doing uh, Manhattan next. Woody Allen's still alive. He's not working anymore, obviously, for a lot of reasons. But uh, it's wild. These guys are still alive. I right? know. Yeah, particularly him. He's an old. He's an old old dude at this point. He's got to be 80, 81. Uh, how old is this guy? He he's, he's got to be old, right. He's an old guy. Yeah. He Sigourney's in her eighty three. Is Sigourney seventy? She's oh, she's in her seventies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and she's doing all those James Cameron Avatar movies now. I know. That's too, no, bad. That's too bad. bad. But what else is she gonna and do? And Tom Skerritt's still alive. That's right. Skerritt Zone. He's eighty eight. Um, Thank God they didn't take him from us yet. But uh, the, Veronica Cartwright's still alive, and I think everyone else is dead. Um. Yeah, here's Dean Stan. Dean Stan died guy. recently. John Hurt died. Yeah, Ian right. Holm just died uh, last year. Ah, that's right. And yeah. Yafa Koto died. Yeah, so the more, yeah, we're down to just a few of them left. Um, but they all did live long lives. Yeah, they did. Um, I love the cast is only seven. I love you know we talked uh, about some other uh, movies we, we've covered where they have too many like the thing there's too many characters too right? many like this was very simple. Uh, that's confidence in your actors. It's confidence in your script and your setting. Um, to only have seven voices is great. Um, and I, I mentioned before, just the fact that they're all older character actors makes this movie so much more rewatchable too, because like they're all doing little things. Like, like if you watch, just like watch Jaffa Koto, he's doing stuff and it's all like real stuff that his character would do, making faces, kind of being just rebellious. I love the little scene where, where uh, Sigourney Weave is downstairs and the bowels of the ship and they're like, they're just fucking with they're her. Fucking like with they could, her yeah. Right. They've got the, I don't know. They've got the got hose, like steam, steam coming yeah. out. As soon as she leaves, they like laugh and turn it off. I right. love that. Seeing that little scene there. Yeah. Cause you've seen the power struggle. Yes. Um, I would actually like to see even more of that. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I mean, the movie is a good time. Yeah. Um, you're right. So what, what, what do you have take? You're, you're probably right. Maybe less, less of the cat, less Jonesy. Yeah. Less yeah. Jonesy. Yeah. The, the cat. Was, uh, I probably would have left the cat. Honestly, I love cats. I probably would have left that fucking cat. Yeah, so they had a scene at the end of the movie, which they, they took out. I have seen it before. Did you see Have you ever seen the director's cut of this? Can't remember. Where um, she runs into Tom Skerritt's character, and he's, like, zombified. Oh, I don't know. But he's, like, he's like oh, please kill me. Like, he's, like, he's... Actually, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Because uh, at one point, you see Sigourney Weaver without the cat, and you kind of see her, like, with carrying a cat case again. It's yeah. like, what the fuck happened? Because I think in that travel, she gets she uh. finds the cat case again. And um, because they cut that out. Uh, cause I think they were worried it didn't look real enough, whatever, but, uh, they have, they do have it in the director's cut. The director's cut's only four minutes longer. Um, and, and the scene, it's scary even a bit. It's like, uh, scene doesn't, it doesn't you know, at that point, it's all about Sigourney and the alien. It is like anything else just kind of gets in the way. Right. It's just, cause the propulsion, like we're talking about like how this just, the energy and the tension just propels. It does kind of like stop. Cause now she's having a conversation with Tom. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's no need for that. Let's um, just go. I do love that the ship explodes. Like I love all of that. I guess how they want the movie to end was the alien bites off Sigourney Weaver's head. Jesus Christ. And then the alien then gives the last log in Sigourney Weaver's voice. I guess the alien has like voice mimic. Oh. Uh, like eh, that, I don't uh, like that. No. no. I like that she killed it. I'm fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's very, you know, when this came out, a lot of people compared it to Halloween, which is a pretty fair comp. Halloween came out a year earlier. Um, and that, yeah, you know, we have like, you know, in horror movies called Final Girl. We get that here yep. with Sigourney Weaver. We get it obviously with uh, Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. And, um, and it does kind of have a lot of the same beats as, as a horror movie. Um, I just think the cast 
just being not being high school kids adds a level of depth that most horror movies don't have. Yeah, and credit to them for all saying yes to this movie. I mean, they're all good actors. Yeah. I mean, they and Ridley Scott was kind of yeah, but Ridley Scott's an, like kind of an unknown that he's got the duelist, but he didn't do anything else. That was, yeah, that was none of those people. Were, other than Tom, no, Scary, but they're still good. Gonna, they're still good actors. Veronica Carr got screwed over. Why? So she went to London where they shot this, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're not Ripley anymore." She was. Oh, Ripley. that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> fucked up. It's <laughs> fucked up. And she 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 was gonna leave, and they're like, "Why don't you take a look at this? You're already here. Yeah. Why don't you take a look at the script again?" I think they kept her pay the same. And they were like, hey, like, just do so you can be like more of a human and kind of emote there. But she was not happy. And I would I, be happy. I would have been furious. Yeah, exactly. And, and it must, I, you know, look at it now, too. Pure her. I mean, this really launched Sigourney Weaver's it career. Did. Yes. Um, uh, it she, did. Yes. It, it didn't. Have, you know, it wouldn't have worked with, uh, wouldn't have worked with her, I don't think. No, Veronica Carr is, she's a, a smaller, like, Sigourney Weaver. I don't know because she's taller. She's or what, taller and lanky. Yep. But she just exudes like a power that yes. Veronica Cartwright really doesn't exude. Well, she's got very strong facial features too. You look at her yeah. jaw and her face. I mean, it's very pretty, but like strong. Right. Yeah. Where Veronica Cartwright doesn't have that, she, she almost, does not. Veronica Cartwright, even when she's not, always looks scared. She does. Like that's why she's so good in Invasion Body Snatchers. Yeah. That's why it's like she played kind of in a lot in some of these horror sci-fi movies because she just has that. I don't know, that energy of, of being frightened. Where Scooter Weaver almost never looks scared, even though she's in Alien. And, although she does look she scared has a, a couple breakdown. times here. She has a breakdown here, yeah. Right. But that's why it's something so jarring, yes. because too, because she's not a scared person. But this, you know, I see it launched her career, but it didn't really put her into superstardom. Like, we kind of went over this with Tom Cruise and um, uh, Risky Business. Right. Um, I want to go through her filmography real quick because uh, I, I before you do that, sure. I want to. I just wanted to say that yeah. nothing has scared me more in my life more than the this alien. Like when I saw Alien, I told you this before. When I saw Aliens, I was just a kid, and it fucked me up. That movie fucked me up. Yeah, I guess. Like just the like Freddy Krueger didn't scare you more. No, you I didn't care though because none of them felt. I felt like, like a alien. Like, yeah, but I felt like an alien could exist. Really? Yeah, and the guy, the Geiger art is just fucking creepy to me. It is super creepy. The way they move, the spider aspect of yeah. it, how they lay eggs in you. I mean, it's just so horrifying. Nothing's fucked me up more than that. Yeah, I never, I was ne- I've never been even remotely scared of the alien. Because when when did aliens come out? Was that uh, 86? like eighty six? So yeah, I mean I'm seven eight years old. I just that think because alien it just didn't seem at all like Ugh, realistic. Just, so I was like, I oh, it's it. not like that. Never like Freddy Krueger is scared because oh you go to sleep. I watched it. Get you. I watched it late too. I remember the first time I saw aliens it was late at night. It was on HBO and yeah. and I told I think I told you this too. I was watching it with my dad. He's like now Matt he like he he pref- he helped me. Uh, He's like, remember who's the who's the guy that played from Millennial, Millennium or whatever? Oh, who, Lance, Lance Henderson. Remember, he's a robot. Right before he got like cut in half. Mm. Um, but the whole that whole movie fucked me up. And uh, like that night, I remember I couldn't sleep. Like I was yeah. all freaked out. I felt like those spider things all over my body. I was all fucking freaked out. This thing haunted me. Well, maybe we'll hit aliens. I hope we do. We should because yeah, I'd love to. I made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway. plus, plus, I think we have to hit every James Cameron and Ridley Scott. That's yes, right. On Quantum Week. So she does Alien. Yep. She follows that movie called Eyewitness, which on paper should have worked. William Hurt, Christopher Plummer, James Woods. It's a good cast. Uh, and it didn't. It made it didn't even make $5 million. Uh, it's about like a, re- a reporter um, and a janitor trying to solve a murder. Uh, then she does The Year of Living Dangerously, the yeah. Peter Weir film with Mel Gibson. And that movie um, was a modest hit. 
Um, it made about 10 million American. Like it, it wasn't a, a monster hit. It was critically uh, well received. Um, but and then she does a movie Deal of the Century, which I've never seen, which is with Gregory Hines and Chevy Chase. Really? Directed by William Gregory Fr- Hines and Chevy Chase? It was directed by William Friedkin. That's who directed The Exorcist. That's, what the fuck is and that? It's movie? a comedy. What? Um the advent the film follows the adventures of several arms dealers that compete to sell weapons to a South American dictator. Very strange. Uh it made it it, it, it barely broke even. It, so, you know, lost money when you consider marketing. Um, so you think about it, now it's 1984. She hasn't really done a hit since Alien. And you're like, all right. So then she has Ghostbusters, yep. obviously a monster, yep. right? Yep. But she's not the star of Ghostbusters. No, I mean, and now she's 35. Yeah, right, yeah. right. But like, and even that movie, I like, guess Ghostbusters is a monster hit, but like, you know, Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver and, uh, you know, they're not the stars. No. I mean, they're really good supporting players in a really great movie. But, um, you know, in the next movie she does is a movie, a movie called one woman or two uh that's a french film i'm sorry so one can count that then half moon street which is a british film with michael kane um that didn't do well and then she follows that up with aliens with aliens and that's what propels her because listen yeah. to this run then gorillas in the mist yeah working girl yeah ghostbusters 2 alien 3 which eh, eh. no but still it didn't really make Venture. any money, but and then she does the fourteen ninety two movie, which doesn't do. Which I forgot she was in that. Gerard Depardieu. Yeah. We actually made a little bit of money, but yeah. still, that was the producers. I think were shady in that, but whatever. But then she does Dave. Yeah. Um, and then she it, it kind of trails back after that. She does like some like Death in the Maiden, which um, oh. which Roman Polanski, I but saw that, it yeah. got some like critical, yeah. you know. And then she does like movies like Copycat with Holly yeah. Hunter, and 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 you know, then she, Ice Storms in there. Does Galaxy Quest a few years later? Oh, I like Galaxy. The hits Quest. become like fewer and far between. But I mean, she's also nearing fifty at this point. So. Right. But it really wasn't until Aliens until that where she her. really became like top of the marquee. Like and she does like five uh, or six in a row. Right. Yeah. Where she can really like, a movie can bankroll just on her name alone. Yeah. Um, she's had an interesting career. Some people say she's like one of the greatest actresses ever. And I don't necessarily disagree. Like she might be in the top twenty somewhere. She's very good, but did she get nominated for Gorillas in the Mist? She's been nominated three times. Uh, she's never won. She got nominated for Gorillas in the Mist. Yeah. Um, Aliens. She got nominated for Aliens. Yes. And then I'm forgetting one. Well, that's a surprise. Um, but she's never won. But um, I guess the the my issue with her, like she, you know, Meg Ryan or Julia Roberts, obviously. So when we was a better actor than they are. Yes. I mean, so Julia Roberts won an She's Oscar, good. but, yeah. but like, she really hasn't really top billed too many movies. Like, like when we say open a movie, what that usually means is like, they basically, that means like the opening weekend, people are going to come out just for that star. Right. So Gordon Weaver hasn't like opened a movie, like top billed you a don't major think- film. Like Aliens. Alien 3. Well, Aliens is because of Alien being successful. Of course. And that, Tom Skerritt top, but that people just went because the tagline was so good in space. No one can hear you scream. Yes. And that like, it had a really effective marketing and it just came out at the right time. Like that wasn't, no one knew it was going to be, but aliens was. was about her, but you think but, it's because it, of the, because, because of the alien. original movie. Yeah. Like, and alien did well. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you look through her filmography and it's like, oh, how many movies did she actually, I guess gorillas in the mist was her. Gorillas in the mist is her. That's fair. I'll, I'll give you gorillas in the mist, which, um, how much did that make worldwide? Let's see. Uh, which was, I think it was a modest did right? It's I don't remember. I definitely saw it. Yeah. Worldwide. It's, that's okay. pretty, that's pretty good. Um, a working girl was not, that no. was Melanie Griffith. Yes. Um, Dave was Kevin Klein. Of course. The Ghostbusters movies are obviously, you know, yeah. the aliens, a franchise. I know it's her franchise and maybe that's not fair. I mean, it is her franchise after you get to the, after you get from two through if the rest of them. She's not good in the first one. No one's going to go see the second one. I get it. Yeah. But it is a franchise that yeah. wasn't really built 
you know, she didn't top line the first movie of that franchise. I, I, just, I just wonder, and it also might just speak to the bankability of women. Like, uh, you know, they don't market women led films. Like, you, you know, you like women have been cheated in Hollywood by, by women directors. Women actresses aren't getting the same kind of marketing budget as like, you know, think about like Mel Gibson's true. career, right? Like Mel Gibson movies, like get so much more buzz than like gorillas in the mist. Or there's so many more parts available for a Mel Gibson. I keep saying Mel Gibson. Cause I think that she's a pretty fair comp mm. um, in both in talent and, and bankability. If you just, if, or what should be bankability. Sure. Mel Gibson's much more bankable than Sorny Weaver was, but you wonder if that's like not fair. That's you, not a skill set. If you switch yeah. their, right. their genders, I wonder if Sigourney Weaver has the same career Mel Gibson does. Could have been. Yeah. Yeah, because what other roles? I mean, but she's good. She's good in everything. She can do drama. She can do action. She Just can like do Mel comedy. Gibson. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a good comp. That's a very good fair, comp. Right? Yeah, that is like, fair. And they both like had roughly the same sort of career. Like Mel Gibson, she's great Mel Gibson had Mad Max. And yeah. they didn't really remember we talked about Lethal Weapon. His career didn't really explode until Lethal Weapon. That's it wasn't right. really Mad Max. No, it wasn't. And just like Scorpion, we had Alien. Yes. And then it didn't really pop until Aliens. Right. Um, and I think I don't know. Sigourney Weaver might be like they're both really good actors. So if that would have happened to her ten years earlier, she might have she might have had more options. I don't know. I just don't think like they, especially back then in the eighties and nineties. I don't think they wrote a lot of parts for women, like to, to top line a movie. Like I think like in the nineties with the rom com stuff. Like you even saw like lesser actors like Kate Hudson, but even then though it, was, it wasn't they were seeing Kate Hudson movies. They were seeing the like they were just gearing just rom com to rom com, right. just hitting that genre. It wasn't about Kate Hudson. No, we're like. I mean, well, and she was always paired Aaron with someone too. Is, a, is Julia Roberts. It that's, is. That's 100% her, right? Like right. The Blind Side. Oh, that's not even, that's a book. You know, I'm trying to think like Sandra Bullock, but like, yeah. It wasn't until later with like, uh, uh right. Sandra? Aren't, even yeah. like Sandra Bullock hasn't opened too many movies by herself. I mean, she had like, the I mean, net was side. hers, which is, the but it's not good. Hers, right. Um, that didn't really work. No, some stuff, some stuff was hers. Like at, right after she, uh, she did. Yeah, uh, even Speed 2 was, they put that on her shoulders and that bombed. Yeah. Like, it's, it's funny how like they don't, I don't know. I guess they, I think they're getting better about that now. You are seeing more and more like women top line film. That's why I don't really roll my eyes some stuff. They're like, oh, well, it's good that like Free Arson is Captain Marvel, whatever the hell is going on with Marvel. It's like, I, I actually I think it might actually be pretty good. Like, I don't mind a little I bit. I guess of, it's good, but I don't you, mind that. But actually. she's, she's too good for that role. Like, oh, she, no, no, she, no, 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 you know I, what I mean? That's the no. shitty part. It's like, why would she have to dumb herself down to do that? I completely agree. When I she's completely so good at room agree with that, like, that mentality. Uh, yeah. but, but it's good that women are at least top line in more films because they really, so going to lose a great example, they really, you know, I know it's easy to be like, oh, it's woke or whatever. But like if you look back at 80s and 90s stuff, like women really have been really cheated by Hollywood. I think you're right. Like it's, and so was a great example of that because someone with her talent should have been Mel Gibson and she really hasn't been. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Sandra Bullock lasted longer. Like she had, because she did the proposal. Well, Sigourney so, so Weaver lasted a really long time. Well, the proposal, but yeah, but it's different. But she, but uh, Bullock had the proposal. That was hers. Which is a monster hit. Right. And she had, I mean, Gravity. I mean, yes, you had Clooney in there, but that's hers. That's definitely hers. Oh, I don't think so. That's hers. Clooney was in the mark. Oh, I agree with the movie. Remember how it was marketed? I don't remember. Oh, it was Clooney was in just as many things as they bullied it as Bullock Clooney. It was shocking when Clooney died so early. Oh, I should give, I hate giving spoilers. Oh, Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, it's six years old, you guys see more than that. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, um, I'd love to cover that. I haven't seen it forever. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, I, I, I haven't seen that at home yet, though. I only saw it in the theaters. I wonder how it would work. At I home. saw it at home, it was good. Um, hmm. yeah, we'll see. But uh, so Sandra, she was able to kind of transcend that a little bit. I think it because of the blind side, because of I gravity, also think because like of the proposal, Hollywood was start slowly catching up to like but then oh, how, uh, yeah, so what other 80s 20 years. actresses had like a real, yeah, you're right. 
And there were some good actresses in the eighties, like yeah. Meryl Streep. Like, you know, she was Sally Field. It's true. Like they weren't, you know, you have a, you have like your breakout hit, like a nine to five. So it's like some stuff Jane Fonda did in the early eighties did. Yeah. I feel like once the eighties kind of shifted into the eighties, like we know, like we talk about like with Simpson Bruckheimer, yeah. brought that new energy. Yep. Where everything became really male action orientated. Uh, well, I think a lot of women actresses got left behind. So it wasn't really like Wildcats. Pr- she had some stuff, right? What was the, was, Goldie did, Hawn? was that Goldie Hawn? Who did, uh, yeah. Sa- no, what did Sally Field had? She had, um, oh no, what was the, like the union one that she did? A Norma Ray. Norma Ray. But that was right. like 80. I, that yeah, was, I that guess it was early. 80s, yeah, 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 you know, that, that was like still. Well, it's because the late 80s, they did all these action films. It's all male dominated fucking action films. Right. And then even the dramas, like, you know, your Rain Man's two right. brothers, like, you yeah. know, even. Uh, color money, right? It's like, you know, very male. It became very heavy testosterone. I guess driven, it did. Different stuff. Yeah, it's weird how that how that shift happened. And I said all because of Simpson Bruckheimer. I really believe that. I'm not saying it's all bad. Like some great movies came out of that. I'm not. Rain Man's a great movie. Color Money is great. Great movie. Um, people. Some people like Top Gun. We don't. But uh, yeah. you know, it kind of propelled me. But even like Ghostbusters is very male. Uh, Back to the Future is very male. True. These are movies I love. So I'm not saying it's just bad because it's guys. But you can see how like eh. Kind of got cheated a little bit. So go to Weaver. She. Probably got, yeah, I probably got cheated a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the last things I wanted to bring up was just the uh, the scene with John Hurt, the alien popping out of the chest. Yes. It's an unbelievably effective scene. Oh you, my I've God. I've seen it a million times. It's so iconic. I wonder if it's still like, I wonder if someone watched the movie for the first time now, they would know about it because it was so long ago. Like if, you're, if I'm 22 and I watched it, did I know that's going to happen? You know what I mean? I it's iconic know. to us. It's iconic it's to us. It's iconic to them because it is, it must have been so wild seeing that for the first time in the Ex- theater. Yes. That yes. was crazy. And you know what? Cartwright sold that too. Like oh, her, yeah. the shock on her face oh my God. when she sees like the blood spurt, she is like completely horrified. Does a great job. The there. whole cast does a great job. They do. And even Ash like reacting very coldly to <laughs> yes, it. Yes, yes. But there's a little too much that actually with Ash being like, we get it. You're a bad, like there's too many tells is a bad guy up top. Like even when someone who like, oh, there's a, it's a warning and he kind of like snaps at her. It's like, that's yeah. ah, not a real reaction. Yeah. But everyone in that scene though, and it's not at all on Ian Holmes' fault. It's just the way that the, it's the character, right? Um, the, the, everyone in that cast, like Yafa Koto, they're all awesome with that. And then uh, hurt himself. Yes. Oh, I know. Like Unbelievable. That, um, that so, whole thing is horrific with the thing around his neck. Oh, it's yeah, awful, it's just, yeah. And they're trying to cut it off and it, it grabs tighter. It's just, they do that. So the alien looks so real. It's really good. such a good job with that. And the blood, how it oh. uh, goes into the, uh, like the down, was it like, eats into the floor? Yeah, the acid, acid blood. Oh, well, well, that, that's another thing is too, you would never expect that. That's they never such a that great again, though. detail. Um, yes, because they don't hurt the alien. Like they, it's the, too bad. They should do that again. Like uh, they happens should, a lot I, more in the second alien. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. They I just see back there, but it's, it's too bad. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a, it's a really interesting. I like how they're curious. Like Matt said, the curiosity, it feels very real. Yeah. Cause like as an audience member, you're curious Yes. and they don't know any more than we do. So they're, they're along, for, we're along for that with them. Yeah. And it does make it feel more terrifying because you're there with them. Um, uh, yeah, but that scene is fantastic. It's an awesome it, scene. It happens like pretty quick too. Like, I, I always remember that scene, the last thing Lauren does, it actually it happens pretty fast. It does. Um, but it's so good. It's so iconic. I'm going to bump it up to a B plus. There are major problems with this, but at the end of the day, I'm probably not being fair because I've seen this many times where some of these things that are scary aren't scary anymore. That's not the movie's fault. No. Um, I'm not going to pull an Ebert and revise my fucking review. I, I hate that, by the way. Yeah, that is shitty by Ebert. It's not, you don't, does it done? Well, how, I don't know if like, uh, but we see it different in our eyes now than we did, you know, but he only does ago. it. It's funny how it works though. It's never like, it's always it's movies that are like, 
culturally great. Yes. It's never like, oh, I yeah. kind of like this shitty movie that I, you As know. As you get older, you start to look back at your life and you're like, how oh, was I too harsh? And you start to, well, he, start yeah, to like soften. I just think it's bullshit. He only revisits the great. I know. Like, let's get a review of like, somebody's like, you know what? Like, this, know, this doesn't like, hold uh, up. This doesn't, yeah. you know, Nightmare on Elm Street 6. Actually, it was pretty good. <laughs> I was wrong when I wrote that review. Like, we never get that. It's right. always like. Or the other way. Something you reviewed very positive, but then he goes back and like a classic uh, film that yeah. you write that you hate now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I, that, actually, that'd be, that'd be a really interesting thing. Yeah. Actually, like especially in this culture of like the wokes, I wonder if there are movies like what well, we see with Gone, but Gone with the Wind and stuff like that. But I wonder if there are movies like that. Well, we're gonna start seeing more of that. People we revising are. the reviews for, for that reason. We are. That's too bad. I like to see it more for like revising the reviews for like I just don't like this anymore. Kind of like how I feel about Kevin Smith movies. Like, I used to love them. I do not like I them anymore. I have not seen them in 20 years, so I don't even know. Just Chasing Amy sucks, does it? I don't know. I, the last time I saw it was about six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, the last time I saw a Kevin Smith movie, I'm like, this is stupid. Yeah, that's too bad. Like, But I used to love them. I know, I loved it too. Right, as a teenager, I mean. So, I guess in that case, Stacey. But this is a this is a thumbs up for me. B plus. You're, what are you, what are you, what are you trying to uh, A minus. Yeah. A minus. Very good. Going to crack your, I guess, not. No, 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 no. No, but very good. I mean. Would this be in your top 100 films? I think it would. You should make a list, by the way. You should do that. I know I should. I know I should. That would that would be good. I'd love to do that. I should do it. I just haven't had just don't have the time to do it, to devote to it, but maybe I should. Maybe over the Christmas. Maybe over the holiday. <laughs> have a little little downtime, a little bit of me. Well, I thought you I thought you gonna do your uh, retrospection. You have to aren't you gonna look back at your life or whatever? It's usually my birthday, but well, you said you're gonna do it in the holidays now. You said well, that. you said that, but it doesn't work like that for me. Oh, oh no, you, oh, you can't do it. You can only do it that one time. I, I didn't live calendar year to calendar year. I live uh, you know, September 29th to September 29th. But you can't you can only do like, can retrospection. Only do it. That's it, that's it. That's fucked. Oh, fucked okay. up. That's too no, bad. no. We'll have no I'm gonna try to shut my brain off in the in the holidays. That would be nice. I think you should do the retrospection on air. <laughs> Like a, a <laughs> you love that. You love that, wouldn't you? I like. To, I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't even need to be here for it. I think you just you do. No, it if, if I'm going to do it, you have to be here. Uh, I, I'd love to. Him. I'd love to ask the questions. I have. I think you have a lot of. Think you have a lot of things to look back on. Oh. Forget it then. <laughs> imagine, imagine Matt just sitting here, babbling no. about his his past year. It's not about that. I just do a little I, I writing. I just think about my life. You doing writing? Sometimes I. Well, I have before. I've thought about. Yeah, I think you like, should do that, and I think you should read it on air. I'm not gonna. Why? Because you want it now. Because you want it, I don't want to do it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. No. Uh, anything else? Can you write it and I'll read it? No. <laughs> you write one and I'll write one. No, then we'll I'm read each other's. Then okay. I, I don't do that. We're not gonna I, do I don't it. do it like that. that. I, I guess I do look back at the end of the year. I guess I don't really like. It's not like formal. I just kind of. I don't know. Kinda well, happens. I, so I'm the type. Aren't you're the type of person that has goals or no? Like I'm like, hey, I want to do these things in my life, and how am I how am I getting there? If I'm if I'm you know if I'm on that path or not? I'm trying to shut my goals off a little bit. Yeah, it's like there's so much that's out of your control. It's true. So it's like, ah. But if you don't think about if you don't if you don't say I want to do that, then it it will never happen. If you don't think about the things that are important to you, you yeah, have to like. There's some truth in that. You're right. Right. Yeah. You're right. But if you're happy, I mean, you have a nice life. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. You do. I do. Yeah. I no, mean, we both have yeah, this stuff. Sometimes. I want to, I want to like achieve, I guess, but I don't know, but not, I don't know. Now it's all just kind of gray and murky. Like, I don't know. I don't like, I used to have like when I was in my twenties, I had real things I wanted. I want yeah. to do this one of that. I was like, eh, I, I want There's certainly things I want to do. And there's certainly like, I, my thing I get hung up on is, um, like content ideas. Like, what do I want to do? Like, I have some ideas for content I want to mm. do, but I'm making, eh, like I have some movie ideas that I want to do. It's like, ah, oh, but if I do it, like, I don't like, the audience might be too small for it. Like that's my, that's my hangup right now. I have like one movie that I really, I really kind of want to do, but I don't know what the best 
way to get to do it. Yeah. And then I don't know if anyone's going to be interested because some of the movies are going to be really obscure that I want to cover. I see. And it's like, oh, like who would this be for? Right. And, and, that, that, and then I get. Uh, you know, you got to do stuff because you love it though. I know, but I don't want to put all the work into it. No one's going to. I see. Like it's not, then it's almost like not worth it. Like to, to put out, like to work, because it would be content I would work really hard on. And then like, it's kind of like this, like, but like if, you know, if, we, if we were doing this show, right. And let's say you had never gone on Kirk's show. And we had 10 listeners. Right. If we, I would not be doing 200 no, episodes. No, 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 no. I agree. It wouldn't be. Yeah. It's not the same. Right. Like yeah. we pr- I probably stopped at like five or 10 or something. I'm like, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. We did the best all right, we could. We did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, so like at some point you do need an audience. I agree. And some of the things I want to do, maybe like wouldn't necessarily have a huge audience. Like going back and watching like really old movies. Like, I don't know. That's uh well, I wonder if that could be deliverable. other projects when you're older and you're really slowing down. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like, if you can't, you know, you can't be as active or you know what I mean? I know it's hard for me because I have an idea in my head, you know, it's like, and I, you like, I really want to do that. Yep. But then like the, the ideas I have are typically so ridiculously big. Like this, like it would be so involved. It's a huge time commitment. Yep. Like, it's like, unless, like, so it's like, all right. So, but then I, but I need to like get past that or need to like somehow like mold that and make it different. So sure. it is more achievable and also like entertaining people yes. like that would want to like, like no one's going to want to watch me like talk about a movie from 1929, right? Like there's not an audience for that. Well, it depends. I don't know. Maybe there are people who would watch it with you and then, and then you do it's it. Like, it'd be even hard to find though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just like, and like, so, but like, I would really like to like watch certain old, yeah. old movies and talk about them, especially where we don't do that in this show. Right. So like that stuff sometimes get hung up. So that's, that's the thing that I'm, I'm like really trying. I'm like, all right, well, what are some things I could do content wise to be fun? That's what I, that's what I'm, that's where I am. So I guess I don't think of that. like, you know, or they like, Oh, it's a good year. It's a bad year or whatever. Like I'll think about that. Like, Mine oh, has like, a lot to do with comment, content too. It's like, Oh, there, there are projects that I want to do content, pro- music yeah. projects and right, right, stuff right. Yeah, that I want to do. I, I, I do that too. And then I, they're backburnered. Backburnered. Like, has this been a good year? 2016 was a terrible year for me, for instance. But then 2019 was a great year for me. Yes. And then, like, this year, this year's been, this year's been good. Considering. Yeah. Right. Considering the world fucking burning around oh, us. Oh, this year has been great. But I mean, yeah. like, I think this year has been good for me. Like, I've, I've considered this to be a, a decent year. Yeah. It has felt like since the COVID, though, it's like been, been kind of, I, we're all kind of been stuck in quicksand. I don't feel like we've been. No. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I call this a good year. So that's like the level that's of my, your, that's, that's, my, your that's my introspection. Like I think about the things I've, you know, I right, well, some cool I stuff. I like to have goals. I like to know where I'm heading, like, or, or at least the things that are important to me that I yeah. want to achieve. I, I like to do that, but uh, just, I don't know. Uh, I want to make sure that when I, I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping that when I look back at it, when I'm a really old person, I'm like, okay, you did as much as you could and you, <laughs> you tried, you know, you tried to get some stuff done, you know? Maybe you got some projects you can look at later. Do you on. think this is a good year for you? Uh, in some ways, yeah. I mean, in like, I think considering, what would you go to grade this year? Well, it's not my happiest year, but that has nothing to do with it's not over yet either. That's pretty you know close. what I mean? We still have a few months left, right? But I, yeah, yeah, right. But uh, considering the world burning, like I feel really lucky that where and where we live. Sounds like the year's not getting a very good grade, though. It sounds it sounds like. Well, it just depends on how you look at it. Do you do you grade on a curve because of the bullshit that's happening around? No, I don't think so. No, I think that's part of it. No, that's part of it. That that that. This is like a C minus year. Wow. Thumbs down, man. Oh, no. Don't oh, recommend. No. Don't oh, recommend. No. Oh no. No, oh, but no. but that's kind of the all the outside world stuff and the things that you have to pay attention to. All the bullshit that's happening that you shouldn't ever have to pay attention to. But given that, like we were pretty unscathed where we are, where you are, where, where I am. Um, I'm going to give this year a B. Thumbs up. High grade. Recommend. That's a high, <laughs> recommend. Oh no. I've, well, had, no. I've had a good, 
I mean, there's a lot been of cool things happening this I year. I agree. A lot of cool things have no happened. One, to no too. one, no one died. No one died. Um, you know, I care about it, so I've been lucky in that end, right? Yeah, but think of the overwhelming like oppression from the outside. The outside stimulus of a, is fucking crazy. Oh, sorry, that stuff kind of sucks. That know? all sucks. But I, we still, Lauren and I still went on some fun trips, and uh, we I just got to go to be in studio with my favorite podcast like 15 times. It's pretty crazy. Uh, this, yeah, show, this show's grown. Yeah. Get to help some animals out. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I've had worse years. I don't know. I, I, I'd give this a B. All right. High grade. Yeah. There you go. That's not so bad. There we go. Very, very quiet though, isn't it? Can I skip forward a little bit? It's the escape song. It's Pina Colada. Not into yoga. So you like yoga? He's kind of making fun of you there. <laughs> he is that fucking bastard. That? I feel kind of shitty because it's him. Yeah. This guy making fun of me. This guy's pretty accomplished. This guy's pretty. This guy's a brilliant guy. Uh, I like this guy is absolutely fascinating to me. Yes. Um, absolutely fascinating. I hate this song. I've always hated oh, this really? song. Yeah. I just it's one of the it's super cheesy. The lyrics fucking suck. Super cheesy. Can't argue that. I mean, but, I, I, I like this fine. I, I don't hate it, but oh, I, I, can't, I, can't. But I can't. I, I can, I can, I can't see, do it. I can totally see how someone can hate this. I, I can't. Yeah, yeah I, can't, I, I can understand. I can't with this song. Like, it, there's, it's, it's like the, it's the worst lyrics. Terrible. But he is fucking fascinating. So this is uh, Rupert Holmes, who was born David Goldstein in 1947. He's actually a British American. Well, he's American, but he's born in Britain. He's an army brat. But um, he, <laughs> like, the... The fascinating thing for me is he kind there's a few things. He's done a lot of different stuff, which we'll get into, but the balls that it takes to write like this, like with no apology is fascinating to me. And we'll get into some examples of that. Um, but he's a session musician. He was a session musician for a long time and writer. He wrote a bunch of songs for people like Barbara Streisand. I guess some of the music from a star is born is yeah. his. He wrote, um, I, and for some reason I couldn't get his first couple albums on Spotify. He has, uh, I think one or two albums from 1974. They're not really on Apple music either. Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. I don't know what happened with that. Maybe it's because he co-wrote with other people, but I know he has, he has like a self-titled album from 1974. And I, I was able to listen to uh, some here and there on, uh, can you hear? Okay. You're right. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm, okay. I hate, I hate wearing headsets. Gotta be fucking crazy. Oh, suck it up. It's been 203 episodes. I didn't always wear them. Sometimes I don't wear them. Yeah. I would recommend you wear them. Now that's going to fuck me up. But I, I, uh, the first like 80 episodes we did, I didn't wear them. Was it that long? Yeah. I don't think I would have stood, put my, I would think I would have put my foot down. What does it matter if 20. I wear them? What do you care? That's up to you. But uh, <laughs> produced. What are you talking <laughs> about? So Star is Born, produced for a bunch of other artists, wrote like wrote songs for Judy Collins, for Frank Gen- uh, Sinatra Jr., who recorded stuff. Well, that's like, that was a little, that's some faint praise. Frank Sinatra Jr., who cares? Yeah, but Judy Collins, like yeah, a, bu- no, a, bu- a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just Frank Sinatra using- Jr. I don't know that's that's oh wow. Oh, well, he shit, was bragging really? about uh, Frank Sinatra was supposed to record one of his songs, but then he died. Like he was, oh, he got uh, sick and died. He was supposed okay. to, and that would have been his greatest accomplishment. Um, but then, but then he does four albums in a row, from '78 to '81, '78, '79, '80, '81, four years in a row. Uh, Pursuit of Happiness is the first one, which we'll get into, and the second one is Partners in Crime, which is this album. Uh, and this is the one that broke. Obviously, everybody knew the the Pina Colossa. He won a huge one hit wonder. Sold a bunch of albums. But he, had, th- he hit another hit though. He didn't. It hit the chart, but oh no, it hit six actually. I think yeah. it hit six. But I I listened to it. Never, I, no, I never heard of it. I, right, it was exactly. Before our time, but 
And yeah, but it, what you'd think it would have been, it, it wasn't. It, it's him, I think, is the name of the song. It's him, yeah. It's right. him, yeah. It's not, I listened to it. It's not, I mean. It's terrible. It's not good. It's so boring. It, it's super boring, and it's nondescript. You would never. No. You would never get it. But then, like, he, he knows that his time is up. I, I read an article that he did um, later on, sometime in the 90s. It was, I was like a Wayback Machine uh, internet, right. so I couldn't oh, tell. Yeah, I yeah, could yeah, tell, yeah. like, the publication, but it was, you know, it was right, just right. this old thing because he, he lived in, or he went to Syracuse University. Like, he lives in New York somewhere. Upstate New York. Yeah, Upstate, Westchester, yeah. Yeah, so someone who kind of was an older guy, too, was, like, interviewing me. He was even asking him, hey, did you know this DJ from Syracuse and all that stuff? But he knew, he said, this is what he said. He said, I'm trying to find a way that if I write music, it's not me trying to compete with some 23-year-old or some 19-year-old who has a lot of talent and deserves their day in the sun. He was talking about how he saw music changing and knew that the style of music that he's, he's fucking yacht rock was not going to compete anymore. New wave is starting to happen in the early 80s, and even like the heavier stuff was starting to come into play, and he's like, I'm not that. No one's going to listen to my shit anymore. I need to find other outlets. So... He started writing um, theater. <laughs> he started writing plays, and he did that W E N N um, well, TV show. Right, but the Edwin Drew though. I mean, Edwin Drew. I don't know that one. Do you? Do you oh, is this a huge? Is it because Curtains is on? It, Curtain um, was in um, Britain, like as of 2019. So they were still doing that. So what is it? The Secret Life of Edwin it, Drew? What is it? What is it called? It is. They ended up find changing it. the name of the plays to just Drewed. But it was, uh, it's based on a Charles Dickens novel. It's wild. Mystery of Edwin Drew. Mystery of Edwin Drew. Yeah. So this is a crazy thing. So this, I remember this being on Broadway when I was a kid. My dad worked on Broadway and um, this was a huge hit and it won the Tony for best, best I know, musical. yeah, that's right. Uh, he, he won a number of Tonys. It that's won, right. also won the Tony for best actor too. Um, I'll tell you about the lead in that. Uh, let me get his name. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so- the 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 musical is wild. It's Charles Dickens, uh, unfinished Charles Dickens novel. Yeah, and he took it and he made it like really fun. I guess. I've never seen it. He made it really fun and uh, like like instead of being kind of like a downbeat typical Dickens, like you know Oliver yeah, Twist, yeah, Nicholas yeah, yeah, Nickleby, yeah. like oh boy, here we go, Lisa. Yeah, right. Well, Oliver Twist did the same thing. They made it like really fun and sure. lively. Like he did that with this, and then he he had a twist at the end where the ending would change every night based on the audience's reaction to things. Oh, cool. And they had like, it wasn't just like two endings. It was like a number of different endings. What a cool idea. And he wrote music for all of those endings. That's so he, neat. And he did not only the, he wrote the script, uh, which in Broadway they call it the book. He wrote that. He wrote the orchestration. Yeah. And he would even, I think he would even do the orchestration, I think, for these shows. That would make sense. Like, it, like but no one's ever done that before yeah. in, in like American, like typical New York right. Broadway theater. Yeah, you split that shit up. Like, it's wild. Yeah. Like, he completely owned, and he won like a, a ton of, of, uh, of Tonys. Now, the lead in that, I think his name was George Gray. If I look it up later, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's not that important what his name was, but he, uh, he won, it was his second Tony that he won. He'd won another one um, for My Fair Lady, I believe. Yeah. And he, um, he's a, a gay man, and he had a second home in, like, Dominican Republic or somewhere like that. And he was very sad because he's getting older. He really wanted to have someone he could give his money to and kind of uh. an heir. And he didn't have any family. And um, he adopted a 14-year-old boy down there. And um, now... <laughs> I guess is, you know, the cynical person, right. Might but, ask some questions, right. Or we could just say he's a good person, whatever. So we we know. Know, well, what we know is he's a good person. 
but what we know is that he's dead because the 14 year old got a couple years older him his real father i believe i mean believe the guy's the kid's uncle and everyone killed him well that may lend itself to it could it was also a robbery of sorts yeah and they did admit to the killing but they didn't serve any jail time they tried to stage it make it like huh. a car accident why wouldn't they serve jail time unless there was some sort of circumstances around that? A lot so. of mystery and, and weirdness with that. Yeah. Um, but that was the, uh, that was the lead of this play that uh, Edward Great. drew. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, kind of a weird story, right? Very weird. So this all, this all they should, the reason I, I kind of know or familiar with some of this is because my dad works on Broadway and did, um, was a stagehand for uh, me and my girl, which was um, a Tony winning play of its own. It won the Tony for best actor uh, and best actress. Yep. And it was nominated for best play that year. And that was 87. I think Drude was 85. But you saw commercials for Drude, or if you were in Times Square, Drude was a big deal. Really? It was on Broadway for two years, which is a massive, was a long run. Um, and it was a massive hit. I can't emphasize enough how, like, remember, remember when, which you talked about, that was on cable. And that was definitely, like, a, a very much a cult kind of show. I mean, did four years, though. Yeah, but it was on, like, it was on, like, really, like, it wasn't even on, it was like, on AMC, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. like back when AMC, like before, yeah. like wasn't Breaking Bad AMC. Right, it was yes. like really, yeah. like it was critically acclaimed. It was, um, but it was not like Druid was like one of the biggest musicals on Broadway. Like obviously, you had Cats at that time, which is much bigger. I'm not comparing it to that, but uh, among like musicals, it was in the top like five for like the mid '80s. Well, Curtains is um, is a murder mystery that they do at the theater, which I saw the preview for. I was, you know, Googling around earlier today, which I thought it looked interesting. But yeah, as of 2019. He's done, he's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he has. I mean, he has. He's, he's a really accomplished, he's won multiple Tonys. It's a pretty big deal. So Remember When is the TV show. It's Remember yeah. W-E-N-N, which is based on a, a radio station from the 40s and 50s. So that's, and that's what he was saying is like, I can write period music. So it makes sense if I set something in a certain period, then I can write to that style. But right. I, I can't keep up with all the pop stars because I don't know what's going to come around the corner. That makes sense. So he wrote, uh, he wrote that. As far as I know, he wrote that. That uh, he wrote the script. He wrote the script for the so, for the like, TV show. This guy. There was this guy, like fifty episodes. Yeah, he wrote uh, a hit song, you know, Pina Colada, which you know, Matt doesn't. It's want, a shitty you know, song, but still, it's yeah, kind of corny, but whatever. Then he also wrote uh, and did, wrote did the music and the script for a Tony winning play. Yes. And then he wrote a cult, a critically acclaimed TV show for yes. four seasons. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very different to write dialogue and to write music. Like and that's, he had, that's wild. Did you see he headlined at Dangerfields too? Did he really? <laughs> yes, he did. Because I he was doing, done, he, he was doing a music and comedy yeah. act. Like he would, he would play like a funny song and then, and then talk for a while and then play a funny song and talk, talk for a while. He's a, he's like a weirdly talented guy. Yeah. But he's also very weird. Like, yeah. have, did you listen to this fucking album? So the first album, uh, some songs, yeah, but okay. So the first album is uh, what's this too? Um, I didn't listen to this first album. First album is uh, Pursuit of Happiness. That's the, that's the first one, and it has. Um, let me get, let me get to the stuff. Here's an example of what is on it. Like, it's a very, like, you could listen to this with a family. It's like an Osmond's Partridge family yeah. kind of stuff. And that's pretty representative of what's going on that first album. In fact, you may um, think that it might fit very well with a theme song for a sitcom, like something like Empty Nest. I'm showing the... Uh, Martin Emptiness, intro to Emptiness. I don't remember this being the theme song for Emptiness. 
Well, it's not, but it works perfectly for it, doesn't it? Here's oh, a real theme right. song. Oh, you're, oh, I, I'm not gonna... But it, I mean, it here we go. Now we're we go. Yeah, like this better. Let this play for us. This is good. Richard Mulligan. Yeah, uh, Dinah Manoff, uh, Christy McNichol, David yes. Leisure. Yes, How about David that, Leisure. Right? Yes, very good. It's pretty good, yes. right? Come on. Oh, it's very good. There he is, Leisure. But I mean, but it I, works. It's like it's it is that. No, the empty nest theme songs. That shouldn't be touched by you. I think you should leave that alone. You I'm sorry. Try I just to tinker with greatness, and I don't. I, I like you. You were attuned to it. I really like that. I appreciated that about you. Like this doesn't feel right, though. That's what you said when you when yeah. you were watching it. And the song was like, I got angry. Right? Yeah, you wanted that real empty nest. Did you watch that show? I watched it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Sunday, uh, Saturday nights. Uh, right, uh, same uh, NBC with Golden Girls. Yes. In fact, sometimes you'd have Estelle Getty pop into Empty Nest. Like they shared like a universe. I thought, oh, because she's. She's actually billed in, in the uh, promo that I saw for it. Well, like, at she's the in end, there. I think she joined their cast joined like, the for cast. like a season. Yeah. I think they didn't know what, you know, because they also did that. Um, they did a spinoff of Golden Girls where they ran a hotel. The Arthur left the show, right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. the other three, Betty White, Ruben McClanahan, and Estelle Getty, like that somehow sounds, ran a Miami hotel. That sounds about right. And I think that went out the air. And then I think Empty Nest might have still been on the air. So they just threw Estelle Getty there. Yeah. But then she had, been had like, she had Alzheimer's already. So she's like already starting to forget her lines and stuff. <laughs> right. And it's funny. Probably works. <laughs> no, it just worked for the nice laugh. No, <laughs> it worked for her. It <laughs> worked for her. Uh, for her. For her, her character. character. Yeah, well, she's so. always, she wasn't forgetful. She's always kind of like a like a like a firecrack. Yeah, but she, no, you're right. She was. She was right. more. She was sassy. Right. Yeah, still Getty. Because kind of kind of a, like a, a a wolf in sheep's clothing. I kind of she would was. fool you, you know, with her with her old man. Her, her, you know. Snappy attitude, if you will. But that's the first album. It's like really wholesome. Mm. Partridge Family works well for, uh, you know, for a 80s sitcom. But then he gets weird. Like, listen to, so this is um, Nearsighted, where he talks about. It's brighter, softer, lighter, when it's slightly blurred. Nearsighted. (laughs) What? That's pretty good. What? Here, here's the best. So I stumble on my way. But like, but weird. Uh, the rest is by uh, by a first or second look, nor a book just by. Wait, wait. I don't judge a friend or lover by a first or second look, <laughs> nor a book just by its cover. I can't even see the book. <laughs> but it's weird writing, though. Weird yeah. writing. So there's nearsighted. Then there's this one. It's his ode. <laughs> Jesus. Lunch hour. Lunch hour. Find time to eat. This thing is so good. This thing. It takes balls to write that. That takes fucking balls to write something so cheesy as that. I think it's good. But then it's relatable. (laughs) <laughs> Lunch hour. He was so hungry, yeah. but I think he's kind of talking about hooking up. I don't know. Oh no. Um. Here, here's another. There's another good one. It's called answering machine. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answer in the <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm sure you know this whole routine. Leave your name and number. This is the message. I'll try to get back to you. You have 30 seconds to talk to me before you're through. And then of course. 
And then he leaves the message. We gotta be about to go back to answering machines were new. Pretty exciting. But lunch hour. Lunch hours weren't new though. An answering machine. But this yeah. one's creepy. This one. So the uh, the album is called Partners in Crime. Yeah. Did you listen to this one? No. I don't think so. She's underage and she's underweight. She's underage and she's and underweight. She's one month and she's two months late. She's two months late. Oh, no. She comes from Wyoming and he named a day's array. Who is he? She hit New York like a farm fresh egg. Hits a frying pan. Whoa. She's too proud to beg. So she works on the sidewalk. He administrates a pay. Oh, yeah? What's that make him? Him? That's right. She calls him swagger cause of his hat. This gets good though. He adopted her in three seconds flat by the bus station doorway where he found a half alive. Sorry, this next one is uh He is her family and in return he beats up on her and takes all she can earn. What? She needs I think so this is actually losing him should never. Oh no, I think this is actually pretty good actually. No. I think it is. He's calling he's he's not he's being judgmental. He's not saying this is good. He's calling himself the pimp. The pimp. Yeah, but he's but he's not saying this is good behavior. Like he's saying this is really shitty. This is kind of a nice upbeat. Well that's that's the they're tricking you with the upbeat, but the rear No, I think that's actually really on point. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, I do. No, I think it's kinda of, I think it's I don't think it's anything gross about it. He's, he's shitting on that lifestyle. He's, he's saying the pimp's a bad person. Yeah. Yeah, he beats her up. Like, the, he's, he's not saying this is good. He's, he's being... He, uh, no, I think he's, he's saying this in a very ever, negative light. No, I think he's like, no, this is a good transaction between. This, this I is totally working disagree with you. I think yeah, you're probably totally not. misunderstanding I think it's song. a creepy song. I don't think it's creepy at all. I like, think it's creepy. All right. I mean, he, it's something that ha- did happen, especially back then, a lot. He's, calling, he's showing light to it. I think that's a good it's thing. the name of his fucking album, and he's doing this pimp song. All right. That doesn't mean that it's. It's, still, it's, it's a creepy. It's a creepy song. I don't see how it's creepy. It's creepy. If you make a movie about a serial killer, doesn't mean you're a serial killer, Matt. Like, <laughs> I was writing songs about answering machines and a fucking pimp beating up a chick. Yeah, some of the songs are all over the place, but that is. But he's not. He's the pimp's in a negative light in that song, though. It's very clear. Oh. Just because you're singing about something that's like tawdry isn't really creepy. Tawdry. No, that's creepy. No, that song's creepy to me. Okay. Do you think Taxi Driver is creepy? Like, it's about a young prostitute that has a pimp. Like, I don't remember that, that one. You mean Taxi Driver by uh, Robert De Niro? By oh, the movie. I thought you were talking about the song. No, um, that's not a good movie. I mean, it's a good movie, but that's not. He's not a good. He's a. What are you saying? So the director? No, I don't think Scorsese. I'm saying in a, New York, like that happened a lot. You had like teenage prostitutes. I saw them like in the '80s walking around New York. That was like a part of like everyday life with these like young girls that I'm sure were. Put out to pasture by these awful men. So he's, you think he's just... He's showing... He's basically saying, look at all these all right, shit. maybe he's a good guy then. Yeah, I think, it's a, stuff. I think it's a pretty... pretty. Actually, more people probably should sing songs like that and call more attention to what was going on all around them instead of singing about... All right, you're a Rupert Holmes guy. Artist. Maybe, you know. <laughs> but I know it's funny, the, the Rupert songs that I listened to were all like him. These are boring, like... Non- yeah, him's a boring one. Like I, the other songs I listened to weren't as fun or interesting at all like those. I must have listened to the wrong album or something. It's all this out. Al- these were all this album. 
Oh, All of it. Listen to the, I think I might listen to the album that came after the Him album. This is so boring. Um, I think Him's on. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Him's not on this one. The next album. All yes. The, I I perused the next two albums of the the four suite that he did four in a row, uh, just to see if he yeah changed his tune a little bit. And he he never did. He 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 basically did this music kind of wacky songs. Wack, I mean, the first album is the most kind of pure, the most like Partridge I, Family. I don't listen to that one at all. No, it's not good because yeah. it, you know it just sounds like a like an eighties. Yeah. sitcom theme song basically this is where it gets weird this album is very right. weird because of all the, the ants you know answering machine fucking nearsighted <laughs> nearsighted you're sorry that's funny and fucking lunch <laughs> hungry hungry yeah. hungry lunch hungry hour. hungry hippo because it's all very weird yeah but uh no a very interesting guy a fascinating guy lived a life still alive yeah and his, his daughter's not though Daughter died very young, which you wonder I guess kind I of set him on a on a bizarre. I didn't see. I guess I didn't see. Yeah, that. daughter died like uh, I think un. Um, it, she had a brain tumor that they did oh, undiagnosed. That's what she's it was. like. That's just dropped dead. She's like ten years old. That's right. And um, I that you wonder how that would affect someone creatively. Uh, creatively, you know, like what does that do to you? Yeah. Um, he still had two other two other uh, sons, I believe, and him and his wife, and they still live in uh in uh, Westchester. Yeah. It's just north of the city, so yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting, very interesting guy. Yeah, like definitely a guy. It would be really, yeah, have like a beer with him or something. It would be really interesting. Yeah, he's like a really smart, funny guy. Cheesy, but yeah, smart guy. I think some of the cheese is intentional though. He's like he's shitting on it. You're having a hard time seeing the satire in him, huh? Yeah, but it's not good. Like the answering machine song is super weird. Like the construction of the song is super weird, and the lyrics are weird and super cheesy. I kind of like it. I, I, yeah, it per- makes perfect sense. No, but you're cheesier than I am, though. I think it's like it's like you're because you're a cheesy guy. Like you're having a hard time. No, seeing I don't. The cheese. Not, no, no, not not cheesy music. I'm not. I'm not a cheesy music guy. No, no, no. You, I'm like no, a, you're a cheesy like per. Oh, no, no, right. But you're like a cheesy human. You're a cheesy human. No, I'm, I'm not compared to you. Oh, well, I'm not. I mean, of course, no one thinks they are. Really? Well, if you like his, so if you like his uh, his music, you. you I don't know if I, I'm not gonna rap. You know, listen to the albums over and over again. But like, kind of, I, I can creative. appreciate some of the stuff he's doing there. I can appreciate the weirdness of the music definitely i'm not gonna give him a hard time he's a cheesy guy do you, think, cheesy do you think that i am nowhere near as cheesy as he is but do you think you're like i'm cheesier than you i don't know really you think I, don't it's really like a tie? I think it's about a tie 50 really? 50 right okay <laughs> i'm just i always like to see just how you think about things yeah. i like yeah. to hear how you think about things too okay <laughs> good <laughs> what were you doing so when you so when you like when the new like when you did the uh the Freeco stuff. Free cast Free stuff. cast stuff, excuse me. Like, you, that doesn't make you, like, you don't think that makes you, like, extra cheesy? Oh, no, I think it's embarrassing to think about it, but it just doesn't affect me. Cause it, no, cause, it shouldn't affect Because the thing, because when I, no, I can't. And, but when I think about stuff like that, like, never done a podcast before, didn't know what to do, I did execute something fast, and I was like, well, what could be interesting or different? What could maybe hook something? And it, it was a fast, it was a fast thing. It's, it was cheesy. But it's kind of good. Like, I mean, I think like, it's constructed. I think it's in, yeah, constructed in an interesting, interesting way. No, but I do think it's cheesy. Yeah, of course. But yeah. But at the time, I was just like, "What? What's something cre- you know, fast and creative that I can do here that might hook people in?" I mean, right. if, like, if I had iterations and could edit, then it would probably be a different. I don't think story. it's like bad. I just think it's like it's cheesy. It is cheesy. But it's, but it's but like I but, but I, also that, I would uh, never do that. I would never do the egg song. Well, like, so the thing is, I don't like. I don't mind. 
risking that. I don't mind risking the cheese. But I think you just kind of gravitate more to the cheese. Like even I don't think so. If you listen ugh. to my serious music, it's not like that at all. You listen to the North to Port album, it's not like that at all. No, it's no, not no, cheesy at all. No, 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 not your music. Like my I, music I mean, is I mean, certainly no, no, really. No, not your music. I mean, like you, like as a, like as a person, like Matt Caron, not Matt Caron, the musician, but Matt Caron, like the personality. I don't know. I, guess, uh, I don't think it's like bad. I guess like it's, it's, it's fun, I think. So I guess I think it's contextual. I have no idea. Yes. I don't know. Okay. But I think it works for that audience too more too because they're more earn, they're, it's a more earnest audience. It's not a funny like not a funny audience. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, I, I, I just it's, I, I think it's funny that you think that we're equally cheesy. That's funny to me. It's good. It's I'm, glad, I'm glad you can laugh. What were you doing at this time? I was uh, so I was just coming home from the hospital. So I even though I was born a month earlier, I uh, I was in the hospital for when I was born. I had a hard time oh, breathing. Uh, Back, my lung collapsed. Were you premature? No, I was actually late. 21, uh, 22 days late. Wow. Um, which I don't think they would do anymore, but this is before the days of ultrasound and everything else. So, um, but uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, when I was born, I was, uh, I, was inst- I was healthy immediately. And then uh, my health slowly or quickly began to deteriorate. Uh, then like that first like six hours and then like the next like 12 hours were it actually looked pretty dire. Yeah. And my lung collapsed. They had, I, have a, I still have a scar where they, I had to go in and like puncture my lung and get it back going. There's like a tiny Inflatus, little scar yeah. there. Uh, and um, I was in the hospital for a month. Jesus. Um, I didn't go home until uh, I think like the 22nd of December or something like that. So like, for instance, I went to the doctor um, uh, a, couple, what, a couple of weeks ago, a month ago. Mm. I talked about it on KMS. And the doctor said I don't have to come back for two and a half years. <laughs> right. But the doctor says, hey, have you ever... Uh, because it was only the second time I had seen him. And he's like, hey, have you ever spent time in the hospital? I said, well, not since the 70s. Yeah. You know, since this, I've never once spent a night in the hospital uh, as a patient. I had um, scarlet fever, but that was, I think, the only time I spent a night, two nights in the hospital. That's scarlet. And how old were you? Uh, second grade, so seven oh, years old. It's yeah. been a while for you, too. Yeah. Um, I think so. I don't think I've been. No, I've had surgery, but it was, it was, I was out that day. Yeah, I've never even had surgery. Yeah. Um, so I've never had surgery. I've never spent a night in a hospital uh, besides like my grandfather died. I was with him, you know. Spending, yeah, but you, you weren't know, a patient. But I was right. a patient. Yeah. I never, I've never been a patient at a hospital where I've had a, um, surgery or stayed overnight. So except for the 70s where I spent the majority of my 70s were in a hospital. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, so um, I guess I was really sick. My parents were super, my grandmother, uh, I guess like the family kind of all got together. I guess I got, sure. I got my last rites done. Really? Yeah. They thought it might. Yeah. Yeah. Really might not turn out well. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. I had my last rites when I was, you know, I guess like twelve hours old. Uh, I guess that was when it was really bad. Um, and um, yeah, and uh, they sent obviously sent my mom home. So my my poor mom had to uh, you know, every day go back to the hospital. She couldn't stay there. Spend with time you. with me. They she did for like I guess a few days, but then they yeah, it's a month. I guess was, especially back then it was just wasn't maybe yeah. nowadays it would be done, Ugh. but back then it wasn't. So they had us, you know, go. You know, they were in Jackson Heights, Queens, um, and then they would, my mom and dad would go eventually, I think my dad eventually went back to work, I think, and at that time, he must have. I think my mom would just go alone and just go and, and, and visit me in the hospital for as long as she could and then go back home and was just doing that. But my health did get better and better. Luckily, it was, a, it was a, obviously got better, but like it progressed, but they really, I guess my breathing was so bad. Yeah. It was funny because I have like no breathing problems at all to this, you know, now. Um, I wonder what, do, you, do they know what it was? You're just, your lung collapsed, but there was no, was yeah, there- it was, it was basically, I was, it was in there for too long. I think uh. I ran out of like food to eat and it was just, it was like not a good, it was, I, they sh- I should have been, um, born earlier. Yeah. Like they should have, um, induced, ex- yeah. Induced me like probably like two weeks earlier. It was, if I had been in there longer, I would have just died. Yeah. Like it was 
it was really bad. So um, they uh, they had to expedite that, oh. um, or they should have expedited that, and they didn't. And but my sister was born. I think it was starting to show some of the same issues where like it wasn't an immediacy to get out. I don't think they induced my sister. Though. I think think she did, but they were definitely like, really cautious of it because my uh, sister sure, was like, a week yeah. and a half late herself. So there's like, oh, this can't happen again. Yeah, right. Might not survive. Um, but yeah, it was it was really bad. Um, I guess. Um, but. I haven't had any, and they said that he could have, could have health problems down. You know, that my dad had signed all the paperwork. Is like, oh, we might need to give him medication that could right. bind him or sure. lose, lose limbs. All this crazy shit. Um, and uh, but I, I've, I'm like, I'm never been sick since. So your your sister wasn't born until eight years later. Do you think that was that a conscious decision because no. it was so traumatic with no. with you? No, no, no. It was just the, my my mom. Um, my mom had two siblings. So my mom. Uh, my mom was born and then um, my aunt and uncle were born like seven years later, but yeah. they were born back to back basically. So um, my mom was like eight years old and had these two babies in the house. And my yeah. mom said it was just fucking madness. Like it was just chaos. And my, my mom saw my grandmother like losing her mind, trying to keep up with these two little kids, just like any parent. It's just like, you know, sometimes yeah. it's just really frustrating. Yeah. But my mom said my house went from being so quiet to being a zoo literally overnight. And she's like, I hated it. And she never wanted Don't it. So my it. mom was determined she would never have kids close together. So she had us, you know, far apart. Now, had my dad stayed alive, there might've been another, like sure. maybe another, I would have been like, you know, 14 years older than that. Sure. That last week, that might've happened. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, my dad got sick. My sister was, you know, three when my dad was sick. So it was like, oh, I wasn't like that. Yeah. Then, then it was, you know, but, um, so yeah, I might've had a younger brother, a really much younger brother, or sister, um, because of that. But I don't, I don't know if they would have done that or not. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, no, it had nothing to do with Crazy, that. Crazy, I didn't know. I didn't know that that was so traumatic. That your birth was so traumatic for you. I guess so. Yeah, I guess it was really bad. I said, I, I still, it's the only, um, the only real, well, I guess the only hospital scar I have, I guess, is on my my lung. Yeah. Um, or my, you know, right near my ribcage. You can see it's a tiny little, like, white. Yeah. It must have been big as a, on a baby, but. I was, thinking, um, I was thinking you'd use a needle to reinflate, but maybe they couldn't do that. Maybe it's a thicker needle, I guess. I don't oh. know. I don't know. It's like, it's not, yeah, it's definitely bigger than a needle. I'd yeah. say, it's, you know, it's, it's a little, it's a little bit of a scar there. Um, yeah, I guess it was, they said it was really bad, but I've never had any, any health problems since and been, um, I don't know, maybe everyone should have that happen to them. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's good. I don't know. Maybe it's bad. I don't know. But, um, haven't been to a, haven't uh, been to a hospital. Well done. Since. Well done. Pretty good, right? Pretty good. I wonder if you're going to be, who's going to be in the hospital next to me or you? Probably you. I think so. I mean, you're going to shut your body, your liver's going to shut down way before <laughs> I'll die. No, no, no. Yeah, it's problem. You, if you have, if you eat like corn, you die or something, right? <laughs> something like that. No, I don't die. I can handle it, but uh, oh. I am allergic to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I uh, want to hear what was going on. Sure. So the highest aerial tramway in Europe um, was created and opened right now. It's called the Klein Matterhorn. The Matterhorn in uh, in southern Switzerland um, opened in uh, December twenty third. It goes as high. The, it goes to the uh, one of the highest peaks in the Alps at twelve thousand seven hundred feet. Is uh, where the tramway ends and it's just north of the Italian border. Um, the hardest part was recruiting people to do it because working at elevation like that, it like, it fucked you up. Like you could only, you could you basically, it made human's ability to work about 50% as productive wow. as it would at a lower altitude. Um, and then you'd be there for, for weeks and weeks on, on end. Uh, and you, I think even the base camp was at 9,000 feet. So you're still at, at elevation. Um, but it works. It's still still up and running. And uh, these uh, the cabins of this uh, this tramway is like is um, seat a hundred people. I've actually been to those Alps. 
ex-girlfriend was a Swiss woman that I, I went to Switzerland for um, seven, I think it was in Europe for 10 days, but it was in Switzerland for seven days. Her uncle had a cal- uh, cabin in the Alps. It was like a fucking wild ride bus. Wow. Up this very narrow road, like Mount Washington, uh, up this very narrow road where the bus had to pull over and let another car by like a couple times. And then when we were at elevation, super cold, um, but uh, but clear, we could see like all the way down to the valley. It's beautiful, beautiful area, but we stayed at a cabin. There. And then we also went through the Alps because you could take the train from Zurich into Florence is how, is how I did it. It was a cool, it was must have been a cool experience. Beautiful. Though, right? Yeah. Switzerland is a beautiful, beautiful country. Beautiful country. Um, I mean, last I looked and Zurich is a, a great, very clean. Everyone says that. City. I mean, it's, it's an amazing, it's great. It's size of New Hampshire is, uh, is, is um, Switzerland. So, and you get like um, three separate kind of nationalities. You get the Swiss German, Swiss um, Italian and, and uh, Swiss French different um, speaking parts of the country. And then you've got the beautiful Alps and like Geneva's beauty. It's, it's a pristine, wonderful country. Highly recommend, recommend going there. Um, meanwhile, Soviet Union invades Afghanistan. <laughs> Over, Never oh, ends. <laughs> what? Never ends. Never it's ends. always Middle East. Overflowing uh, uh, present, um, I think it is uh, Hafizullah Amin uh, begins, you know, Soviet Union's war in Afghanistan, which they lose. And then, it's you know, really begins our, yeah, you know, exactly. Right. Yeah. Where we are now, really. right? 40 yes. plus years yes. of, of them. Um, and meanwhile, the Red Army hockey team comes and plays the New York Rangers in Madison Square Garden and beats them. Wow. Yes, same week. And then the last one, last thing I, I saw is another big thing was December 26th, China institutes its one child policy. Hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you know, basically like they used fines every to force sterilization to make sure that women were not giving birth to more than one human. Um, if a woman had two kids, she was like, really, she was forced to be sterilized. Uh, in the eighties that changed a little bit. Parents in rural areas were allowed to have two kids. If the first was a daughter, (laughs) it was a really shitty thing to say and shitty thing to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, why were they so against is the overpopulation well, that bad? The problem, I think, so the problem is China is really two separate places. It's um, in the city, it was very modern. Right. And in the rural areas, it was very um, not modern. Uh, it was the opposite of that, like, you know, medieval almost. So in less affluent areas, you're going to have more kids because they work on the farms. Of course. Right. And so we saw, we saw you, it in America. Yeah, exactly. You see it as, as yeah. countries get more rich, they have less kids. Right. Um, and so I think that's what the, their population was already, I think a, maybe a billion at that point. And so they're like, we can't, and the communism, you can't feed everybody. So they're mm-hmm. like, okay, that, we're going to have yeah, to do it. But I mean, what they did was completely immoral. I mean, you do that shit, but that, that's how it was. Uh, and they still, I think they, it kind of got rid of it as of 2013, but it's still sort of there. It's not clear. They still haven't really totally gotten away from that. Um, so that's still how the world works over in China. But in America, uh, pork as much as you want, have as many as you want. Or in Dover, you can come to our live show. Yeah, do that. Come to Dover, November 20th. Super fun. I mean, if you like listening to us on the podcast, you'll love seeing us live. Strand Theater, twenty five bucks. That's what I mean. Bring that's your goddamn friends. I would friends. never say that. <laughs> you are so corny. You're, you're the corniest corny. person I know. I didn't. You think that you're equally we're on equal corny scale is wild to me. Good. You Good. can't. You can't really believe that. I do. Really? Yeah. You're pretty corny. I'm really not. Whatever. I have a squeaky voice. You but do. I, yes. But I'm not like corny though. Whatever. What do you want from me? 
It's been a long show. It's an hour and 46 in. What do you want from me? You don't like, like, I'm the, tired you don't like the long show. You get tired. Tire, at 146? That is the longest show we've ever done. It might, well, it's going to be out there for a couple weeks, though, because uh, next week uh, is if you're only- I've been thinking about this. You know how we went to two, ep- two shows? Like, we are giving more content than when we were doing three shows before. All right, relax. No, but what do you mean relax? I mean, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Bully for us. So, um- Bully for us. How cheesy is that? If you only listen to the free shows and you are, um, you're out of, you're out of the area, you can't make the live show. So there won't be a show next week. That's right. And then the week after will be the live show. We're going to, we're going to put that out there. Yeah. So Uh, hear it, hear it then. Um, but, uh, if you are a patron, then you're obviously going to get Manhattan tomorrow and then the live show on Saturday. Then obviously if you're out of the area, though, you'll get Kramer versus Kramer on, on that Sunday. Sunday. Yep. Uh, so hopefully we'll see you guys at the live show. I'm genuinely excited for it. Me too. It's so much fun. If you have any questions about kind of what's going on that weekend or what's happening or where hotels stay at or any travel questions at all, please don't hesitate. Uh, reach out to Matt or myself and we'd be happy to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. That. And um, uh, see you guys in a week. Yep. Ah, it's exciting. It's good. It's good. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Matt's going to shoot himself. <laughs> you are going to shoot yourself. Dude. It's going to be great.